0: The following podcast is brought to you by a site called Fred.com. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Cohen and Brendan Creasy, bagged and gordon.
1: Oh. Hello, Yo. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Kreese. Mate. Welcome to Bag and I'm Boarded. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Say hello to everyone in Internet land. You guys. Yeah. All right. We have a crowd of... Let me get my... My monocle out here, oh, I'd say 32,000 strong. Oh, yeah,
0: it's strong tonight. But uh, of course, go, going with our,
1: our typical policy, we have asked uh, 31,990, I don't know, two people to just be quiet, you know, yeah. enjoy the show. You no, know, just be polite. Blog about it later. Totally. Blog all you want to, you know, right? Start a blog called I Was at Bagged and Boarded. Yeah.
0: And I was at Bagged Somebody get dot on that.
1: Dash Edu slash org. China.gov. CN. What's that, Canada? That's it's China. in China and Canada? Canada, CA. Wouldn't that be great if it was like dot, it was a bunch of countries and you're like, where does this website exist? Yeah. We're Like, we're global, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, dot
2: world.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We're, we Dot got, Milky Way, dot
1: <laughs> Mars. <laughs> you're going, you're going, you're taking it one step further. You're like, I used yeah. to do that when I was a kid. People would be like, where do you live? You know, I used to do your address. Yeah. And I would be like, blank, blank, blank. Cause I don't want you guys to kill my parents oh. or touch them inappropriately. Yeah. Um, blank, 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 some away, New York, 11791, Long Island, New York, North America, North America, the Western Hemisphere, Earth, the Milky Way, the, our galaxy,
0: and then I would cap out. Our galaxy is the Milky Way. You just ruined my entire fucking
1: childhood. <laughs> You just made everything stand for fucking nothing. Sorry
0: to do that
1: to you. It's yeah, but I I used to be big into that. Like you know, how far could you take it, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. That so I guess you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay, I do. That's all you got to say about that. How you doing? Whoa, white guy just got fucking bright and this this joint, D Rock. (laughs) Ooh. Everyone say hey to D- DJ D-Rock up in the booth. What's well, up, Mr. D- Derek Armijo, the most hated uh, co-host in bagged and boarded history. He has, I think the people were very mean. He got a lot of negative responses online. but I like um, Derek. I thought he was funny. I think he's got a dry sense of humor. He reminds me of a young uh, Sam Peckinpah. <laughs> Peckinpah used to do comedy on like, Tuesday nights at like, oh, yeah. the Laugh Factory and shit. He wouldn't tell anyone, but I would be here. In the 70s, but before I was born, I used so to hang around. what would it be like? like? What would it be like? It would be me, Robert Evans, uh, Gloria Steinem. We'd go check out some comedy, yeah, and we'd go grab a bite to eat at Pink's before it was
0: okay. Pink's, so what, what was you know? Peck and Paul like on stage? Is he like just, "Hello guys, I'm here. I, I direct a movie."
1: No, nah, man, he was he was very like observational. Okay, you know what I mean? He was like zoos. Do we need them? And everyone was like, "Oh, Sam." <laughs> you know what I mean? No one yeah. said he was funny. He was just observational. He'd be like, "You're wearing a yellow shirt," and everyone's like, "That's not comedy." He's like, "But it's observational." Yeah, I heard that once in a book. So that that was Peck and Pause comedy styling. Yeah, he
0: read like the first couple pages of the stand-up guide, and he's just like, I "Is can there a do this. stand-up guide?" There's several. Have you read them? No, I got some from my Have brother. Have you ever thought? Have you thought about doing being stand-up comedy? <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'd get up there and be like, "Yeah, my name's Brendo, and um, I." I drove a car today, and my car sucks. And um, you are already my favorite stand-up comedian in the world. But no, that's th- it. Seriously,
1: though, dude, think about it. Um, what you just said, like, let's get real for a minute. I think what you, I think you have a lower perception of your uh, uh performance abilities because you're fucking up here in front of an audience every week. This is yeah, I guess so. Almost tougher um, than this is stand. I mean, you can't. You came out of the fucking closet. I did. Uh,
0: you could just. But I can only your, do that one time. That can be
1: your bit every week. No, 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 I no. Do it every in the, week. In the beginning of the show, you go back in the closet. You do like a ten minute bit on about how it's like bad to be gay, and then you're like, guess what? Out of the closet, and then your last ten minutes is how it's good to be gay. Okay. And they call you like Bye, Comedy Brendo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll get like two demographics, like the straight, like gay haters. Yeah. And like the gay people who are like, oh, I hate straight. You know what I mean? And then we. Can and then all go out
0: for cookies afterwards. After the fight. After the There's fight. There's got to be a fight. Oh, there would be a fight.
1: Because what's a stand-up show without a good parking lot ah, brawl? Yeah, you know. About your favorite joke. You know what I mean? So, What was your favorite joke? And he's like, oh, what about uh, mother-in-law? He's like, fuck you. Mine was about um, turkey dinner. And he breaks a bottle and fucking goes to slash the guy's neck. People yeah, love comedy. Totally. They get passionate about it, man. You know what else they're passionate about, Brenda? About oh. what? The people. Movies. Cinema. Yeah, I like movies. You like movies? Yeah. Just movies. You know what I'm saying funny? You know how you said that and we're all laughing? I was in Best Buy about 3 months ago and um I'm buying some DVDs and there's a woman behind me. I'd say in her late to early late 20s to early 30s. I was about to say late to early 30s. That which would just cover all of the 30s basically. Okay. Um no, but she was about like 28 years old, let's say, and uh exotic looking huge fake boobs like plastic surgeryed out and she was with her very small diminutive asian mother and they were um like online behind me bullshitting and and the girl went oh look it's that one movie with that guy no 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 she went oh look it's that one movie and the mother went really did you see it and the girl goes mom don't be silly you know i hate movies (laughs) <laughs> what? All movies?
0: I, I just think like someone being like, hey, you want some cake? No, fuck you. I hate cake. I, I talked to a dude at work once because I talked about music a lot, and I'm like, yeah, so what bands do you listen to? He's like, I don't like music. And I was like, that just. What? <laughs> He's like, I like the sounds of industrial exactly. machines. Exactly. Like,
1: what do what you. Like, you know that show, How It's Made? I fucking whack off so to So then
0: it. I could just imagine this guy like sitting in his. So I'm like, then, well, what, do you listen to talk radio? He's like, no, I don't like that either. I was like, so what do you do like on a car ride? You just you like the sound of the road? He's like, I, I whistle. Yeah, I guess.
1: He's like, I'm a good whistler. Yeah. Would you like to hear but it? But he in doesn't break like room?
0: music, so what would he whistle? Um <laughs>
1: poems. Yeah. By like yeats and shit. He's like <laughs> That was um Tiger Tiger Burning Bright. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know poetry. I'm a liar. Yeah. Um so that guy didn't like music. This girl didn't like movies. But we maybe we, they should hang out. <laughs> yeah, right. Like well, what the, the hell would they talk about? Books, obviously. They gotta have some common ground. Like they both like fishing. It would be something weird. Yeah, well, he was like they're both paragliding enthusiasts. He was one
0: of those really uppity dudes. that's like I don't own a television. I was like, well, how don't I don't have no response to that dude. You're cool. I Get guess. one. <laughs> like, do you want one of mine? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have five. That know? sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But people, you know, people that say that like out to be cool. Like, oh yeah, man,
1: they're all they're they're anti diluvian which was an SAT word, oh. right now. and it means they embrace older. Like yeah, yeah, the dudes are like, I only listen to vinyl, <laughs> Malcolm Ingram. <laughs> um, uh, you know what I mean? Or, or yeah, the guys who don't who don't have TV or or like um uh refuse to use fleshlights. Like they go with the hand method, which is like, come on, we live in the year two thousand and ten. Yeah. Ladies sometimes are having flesh, eight babies at a
0: time. Sometimes
1: a fleshlight's too much work. Really? Have you found that since you've gotten... Well, you know, like... Since you were gifted a flesh jack well, by Mr. Malcolm Well, in my situation... Ingram?
0: Oh, God, my roommates are probably listening to this. So, I thought they were here. Um, I was they like, were get here. get them on stage and demonstrate. Yeah, but, like, you know, I gotta... You know, you do it, and then you gotta wash it out. So I always have to come up with a strategy of how am I gonna oh, cause get... Oh, because you only have one bathroom. You so only have one bathroom. So I'm like, how am I gonna get this from my room... To the bathroom, you know what I think? undetected. You know what I think? Honesty just, is the best policy. Just, hey, here's my here's my flesh, Jack. Um, Look no, no, at no, it. No, Look no, no, at no. it. they might
1: not. See, that's just rude be like, hey guys, <laughs> excuse me, I'm just washing out my synthetic uh, male asshole that I have sex with. Yeah, that's totally something I want to do every 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 night. What are we watching for, for? What are we eating for dinner? What are we watching for dinner? What are we watching are we, for dinner? They're like, Brendo, you're all confused because you're all come crazy. <laughs> like you're glowing right now. Come back in a few minutes. Yeah. So so you've had a tough time cleaning out the uh, fleshlight?
0: Well, it's just... I know.
1: I just don't use it all, all the time. That's why it's great to live alone with a small dog, because yeah. either he doesn't judge me,
0: or I don't care. Maybe he's just silently judging you. That's
1: what I mean. He could be silent judging me, but he doesn't express it. Yeah. So, like, he he doesn't seem he just, to... Does be... he
0: ever give you, like, this just this look? Like, oh, Matt. Sometimes, man.
1: <laughs> now that I think about it. No, I love my... I was thinking about it with my dog today, man. I, I This is the first dog I've ever had in my whole life. I wanted to be a dog owner. Ever since... I was a little kid and um I'm like the weird dog owner. I'm that dude. Yeah, you are. I'm totally that like my dog is my fucking kid. Like I spend like if I'm home, I'm like nestled up in his face and shit, like
0: (laughs) Hello Muddy. You're a good puppy. Yeah, and you do that weird voice. The dog voice. Hi papa.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or I'll be like, "Do you hate me? Why do you hate me? Do you hate me?" Like I get like my dad was with me. Like I get very fucking <laughs> paranoid. your dad like, the, did that with you? Well, no. Like my you you'll meet my dad in two weeks because he's actually your dad be, walked
0: up to you and be like, "Hi,
1: Matthew." No, 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 not that part. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking weird. No, my uncle used to do that. What? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> No, my dad used to, like, if I ever... My mom was a disciplinarian in my household, so okay. the few times my, my mom would, would punish me or whatever, she'd be like, go to your room, and my dad would have to, like, stick to it in front of her. Otherwise was he the
0: guy that, like, after you got, like, sent with no dinner, he would come up with, like, the dinner plate, like, Matthew, I got to... Like. No, he would be at the foot of my bed weeping hysterically. Please
2: forgive me. <laughs> I love you.
1: Wow. So I'm the same way with my dog. I get really fucking guilty if I ever, like, yell at him and shit. Man. He's losing weight. He's a good dog, man. He's a good dog. Except yeah. he's so incredibly fucking racist. I know. And it, it still continues. Like my dog was a stray, and so who knows what happened before I got him as my dog. But um, obviously he was tormented by people of another race. We can say the race. I thought it was multiple Klingons races. and Daleks. No, speaking of which, my dog fucking hates Daleks, yeah. and I realize like. But you I, got Daleks in the house. Yeah yeah, I, I got that checked out. I man. have a menagerie in my home. Yeah. I've got Daleks. I've got uh, a bunch of um Jawas hanging out in my closet. Sand people. And I'm like, give me those Adidas and they're like woo-titty. <laughs> and I'm like, Thank you, Jawa. Um no man, whenever Doctor Who's on the TV and they're like these destroy what what does they he, say? I don't know. Exterminate, ex, thank you, geeks. Um, <laughs> my dog fucking loses his shit, and then I realized after like a year and a half of having him, when I try to discipline him, he doesn't fucking listen. I should just put sounds of Daleks on my fucking cell phone. Totally. And just torment him. My mom. Money, the Daleks are coming. Run, run.
0: My mom, for our cat, when our cat would get it too out of line, she knew he was afraid of the vacuum, so she'd take the vacuum out, and all she had to do was bring it out. And it would like settle down because he didn't... If he turned that... Little turned do you on. know, there was another cat and your mom fucking sucked that shit up and all the Probably other cats <laughs> saw it. Right in front and of And it's them. not
1: like the vacuum them scares them. It's the fact that they know your mom is a hair trigger away from murdering any of them. Yeah, I don't know. That upset you? You think your mom doesn't murder cats? <laughs> That's a
0: sad picture, man. It's all right. I mean, there's worse things she could be doing. They're her cats. My mom puts her cats on her Christmas card, man. <laughs> That's adorable. I know and she even taught one of our cats like she leash trained one of our cats and she literally took it out for walks. There's a there's I a, swear to
1: god, there's a lady in my neighborhood who's got a cat on a leash and there's also um a dude with a bird on a leash. Do
0: you know the patience and determination it takes to leash train a cat? It's a lot mm, of work. I can't say
1: I do. It's a lot of work. I know that patience determination it takes to blow pot smoke in a cat face and then have him fucking hiss at me and <laughs> me run to the other side of the room and be like, I hate cats, I hate cats. <laughs> they have the devil inside of them. <laughs> Ancient cultures were right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I got a dog. I always wanted a dog when I was a little kid. You know what else I always wanted when I was a little Kindle, Brendo? Um, To be like in a fucking adventure movie.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because those adventure movies, man, do awesome shit. (laughs) As opposed to like,
1: I mean, yes, I would rather be in an adventure movie than like a fucking Holocaust drama. Yeah. Or like a Mickey Rourke sex movie, because that would have been even weirder as a kid. Mickey Rourke sex (laughs) movie. If my mom was like, Matt, what are you doing? I'm like, drawing a picture of me in in, um, another nine and a half weeks. Yeah. There's me. There's the fridge.
0: There's the eggs
1: on. You. Yeah, yeah. She's like you got problems. No man, I want to be like fucking I want to be in
0: Goonies. I yeah. want I want oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Goonies and Explorers were my two like What's huge. Explorers? Explorers had River Phoenix and some other dudes and <laughs> obviously no River Phoenixes of the bunch. Um, and Hawk. Oh, Ethan Hawke, that's right. Thank, Thank you, you D-Rock. D-Rock. And then this other dude, um he was like kind of goofy. And um and they built a spaceship and they went to space and then the movie kind of fell apart after that. How did it? Wait a minute. <laughs> what they got to space and they're like, well, oh, they got I'm to bored. space and there was these weird aliens and Ethan Hawke's character kind of like, like it was weird. Like he started hitting on the alien and there was this scene where he was like all like, I don't know. But I want to know is how did a goofy kid contribute to building a spaceship? He was the one that was actually like could build stuff. So he wasn't goofy. He, he was, was th- just tall and like. Just stocky, goofy kid. Are
1: you calling yourself Goofy,
0: Mr. Yeah, six I'm, Foot I'm, Five? Yeah, my brother calls me Goofy. So.
1: Oh. <laughs> boo, right? Your brother's I like a fucking goofy. asshole. Goofy's
0: good. Right? Get your
1: brother here and we'll smack him or something. Well, okay. we'll have everyone in the audience give him a quick tap on the face. I'll try and do that. <laughs> you think you can get here in the next 20 minutes? Yeah, totally. Um, but no, nah, man, back when we were kids, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, but we grew up in sort of the same yeah, time period where it was always like uh, little monsters. Yeah bunch of fucking kids like meet monsters that are little yeah you know and one of them is fred savage you can't do better no. than that no but they go like under beds and shit and they're like fucking with their bullies and like their parents never know where they are yeah like in you the 80s apparently once you went in your bedroom you like your parents just started or fucking out, or doing heroin or
0: if you like, like you something just, that like
1: d- took their time of yeah. that could never check on their kids yeah, you know totally. what I mean?
0: Like, how long do you think Mikey and those guys were gone before their parents? Like, obviously, at some point they got upset because the police were looking for them. But how long did that take? That took a long fucking time. I don't, let me let me let me pull out my uh, little
1: monsters chronology app here on my iPhone. I was talking about Goonies. Oh, so you can't just switch okay, it on the Okay, but then little monsters. Mikey, I don't know who okay, fucked
0: Mikey. Little monsters like Fred Savage. Yeah, how long were they gone? Like, how do you not notice that your kid just disappeared?
1: No, in Goonies, dude, they had their own shit to worry about, theoretically, because they were all going to yeah, lose okay. their houses and okay. stuff. So they're
0: like, our kids don't exist. Our problems are bigger. But then explorers. Fuck like, our kids. Explorers, one, they don't notice that their kids are building a fucking spaceship. And two, they don't notice when they just fucking fly off into space. Like, where the hell was everybody? Key parties, man. I guess. Didn't you see the ice storm? Just fucking key. Yeah, I guess that's what was going on in the 80s.
1: You know what I mean? It was just all,
0: it was just fucking, um. Well, I feel like that was a constant theme even in like the teen movies was the absent parents. I mean, look at Breakfast Club. Well, that was,
1: that was the way to induce hilarity because it's like, how could crazy shit happen if your parents were there? Because that was the 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 time when parents equaled everything safe and everything, uh, you know what I mean? Even fucking, Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, totally. parents Like, not even. Maybe they're not just negligent. They're like flat out, like mentally,
0: like they, they don't know where their fucking kids are. Ever. Yeah, because for me, like, if if it were my movie, if it were like little Brendo and he's about to go off an adventure, my mom would stop me at the fucking door. Like that'd be it. Dude, the movie one. Over. The
1: one time my parents thought I was like, g- like missing, I remember vividly. I was like nine years old, and in my basement we had a big screen TV. And I was watching MTV Rock and Jock Basketball 3. (laughs) Now, don't ask me who were the Rocks and don't ask me who were the Jocks. I
0: can't remember. They had Rock and Jock Softball. Oh, they had
1: everything. Rock and Jock fucking uh, Kadima Ball Yeah, for the Jewish Rocks and Jocks. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Kadima Ball is like what the Israelis play. It's that thing on the beach with the rackets. I thought that was High Lie. Isn't that like, oh, that's like the a super is?
0: dangerous sport? Never no, that's like what the fucking, yeah, doing? okay. Oh, you mean the, the little, like, it's kind of like badminton? Yes, exactly. On okay. the beach,
1: that's Kadima Ball.
2: Oh, no.
0: Stoner
1: derailment. Where Whoa, the fuck were we Where going? did we go? You're we're not even about a stoner.
0: Movies. You have no excuse. 80s movies, parents not being around. My brother and I went on a little adventure once. Um, Oh, you, no, Rock
3: and Jock Basketball. Oh, right, and then basketball. you can go Sorry, to your,
0: you finish your story. And then you could finish yeah, yours. Yeah, gotcha. it would be like a little, give and, <laughs> right, a little bit of give, a little bit of take. We're yeah, back yeah. on the
1: track, yeah. Um, I was watching Rock and Jock Basketball, and those things used to... There was a pre-show, and then the actual fucking game, and then like a post-show. It was like a six-hour ordeal. So I was just hanging out in my basement all day, watching Rock and Jock. And I remember at the very end of the game, I hear from upstairs, Matthew! And I was like, What? And all of a sudden, the fucking door swung open. And my parents ran downstairs like in tears. They're like, oh my God, when did you get here? What? And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, we thought you were like ran away or were missing. I was like, we have a fucking 2,000 square foot condo. You didn't
0: check the basement? Did they just get really high and they, forget about it? Probably.
1: You? They called the cops. Wow. And the cops came and the cop was like, come here, son. And he was like, are these really your parents? I was oh. I was like nine years old, I'm like, Yeah he's like, You got any ID? I'm like, I have my school library card, I'm fucking nine. I didn't <laughs> yeah. have the foresight to say I'm fucking nine. Yeah. But I gave him my school library card. So yeah, that was the one time That's I almost crazy. had an adventure. No, I, I had plenty of adventure. My
0: before. brother and I once, um we there was a seven-eleven down the street from our house and already crazy story. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and grandma really to your wanted seats. to go there. But you have to understand, I was like six, and my brother was like four. And we walked down to the Seven Eleven. Your brother is younger than you. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Knowing South half the battle. Ooh, way to smack me in the face with knowledge. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you misinterpret my tone so much. I do. You do. I do. It's fun. Go it's ahead. It's fun. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm so cut we we out. we literally walked down to the Seven Eleven in our footy pajamas, like our Transformers footy pajamas, and made it to Seven Eleven. But then we got there and we realized we didn't have any money. So we, well, we started walking back, and this lady, like, saw us walking. And you're like, yo, lady, I'll sell you a footy pajama. I'll give you these footy
1: pajamas if you buy us <laughs> some fucking beer and some <laughs> condoms.
0: I just wanted a Slurpee, man. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking cute and it's innocuous. Slurpee and garbage pill, kids. That was what
1: I was all about. They wouldn't even give you like a free Slurpee. Like you're oh, like no. Milo and Otis. Like you wandered out of the wilderness <laughs> with footy pajamas on. Like the guy couldn't take heart and be like, "Yeah, like
0: it's a fucking fountain machine." It's yeah. not like a charge. I get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this lady came, like, saw us, and and I guess she realized that we were not supposed to be out know we two little kids walking around. So she took us she asked us where we lived and she and then they're like are your parents home and we're like um no we live with our eight brothers and sisters and we made up this ridiculous story so she left us there and then later she's like well if you have eight brothers and sisters i guess it's okay And then we thought we were off the hook but then later that evening she came back and is like your kids were walking to 711 and and then we got in trouble
1: She's like the fucking Wicked Witch of the West.
0: Because, yeah, why did she have to come back? I don't know. And you had a dream of her in like a tornado with like a Slurpee
1: flying around her head. She took my dog
0: and. Yeah. She had had a. Wicked Witch of the
1: West. Oh, I thought you were. I got scared for a second. I was (laughs) like, that's awful. She just randomly took your dog? All right. There were no repercussions to it. We did
0: have a dog at the time, but. But,
1: dude, the other thing. But that's the thing. You were fucking seven years old and wandering the streets by yourself. That's yeah. what
0: those movies were like
1: though. It was totally little kids in mortal fucking peril. Complete peril. Like and not like peril it is today, like like what's what's the popular kids' movie like uh, Diary of a Wimpy
0: Kid? What's yeah. that about? I don't know, like a bully and I think there's bullies. What's a bully gonna do? He's not gonna pull out a knife in the fucking movie. No these guys were like running like in those kids movies they were like getting shot at and stuff or
1: it's like all the CGI stuff a lot of stuff now is about like empowerment that's the message of kids movies nowadays Like it seems like late 90s and to now the movies are all about like trusting in yourself realizing you're a good person whereas back then it was all about like not getting killed by the Russians yeah well, like cloak and dagger, you know what are I you mean. Remember that movie? Or like homeless people not murdering you and selling your organs
0: and shit. Yeah. just made up that movie,
1: but I wish it existed. Totally.
0: <laughs> Where a whole army of homeless like, people are like liver harvested. Yeah, you know, little like kids. kids back then were convinced that there were monsters out to get them, and there were games. Or there
1: were fucking Monster
0: yeah. Squad and yeah, shit. Yeah, Monster Squad, and then that there's an escaped that there are escaped convicts that might kidnap you and. Can you imagine? You know, if, you know? Can you imagine if the kids' movies? that are made nowadays had the stakes at like the 80s oh, kids,
1: yeah. teens movie like like, like
0: I'm cl- pretty sure the Fratellis would have killed Chunk
1: Cloudy <laughs> and fucking g- grinding him up and shit oh yeah they were and gonna do and fed him it. to sloth well, yeah why, why does that get an awe he was like a giant monster thing they kept chained up what do you think they fed him hello Gage brother I not see you sneaking um, <laughs> or like Cloudy with a chance of fucking viral meningitis
0: yeah you know what I mean? Like yeah. They would have to always raise or the stakes. Or like stage. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but instead it's like Battle Royal and he's like, five of you will not leave this factory. And it's like, <laughs> the fucking lights go dark
1: and shit. All And of a then sudden, he's like, like,
0: choose your weapon.
1: No, no, it's not even choose your weapon because they get handed one and all of a sudden the lights go dark and it's like, there's a moonlit shot, I'm going to fucking paint the scene for you, it. a moonlit shot coming through the windows of Charlie like slowly wandering alongside of the river and you see fucking Augustus Gloom like, come out of the water like yes. fucking Martin Sheen in yeah, Apocalypse dude. Now with a giant the giant candy cane in his mouth that's been sharpened into a fucking spear and stuff and Charlie has to like fend him off and he knocks him into the fucking blender and shit yes. and as he's going up he's like I hate old Jews <laughs> and then the Oompa Loompas pop out they're like Augustus Gloomp Augustus Gloomp is, gloom, August is gloom, fucking dead
0: yeah like that's what I like you know a what I mean song They'd be like the narrators. Who do you think would... Li- Dude, there's so much... You could kill people. I think Mike TV would have lived in there that are situation. There so many ways to kill people in fucking that chocolate yeah. factory. But Mike TV, like, he watched so much movies and shit, he would have killed all those people.
1: And then you'd think he killed all the people, but Charlie, of course, would, like, pop up from behind with, yeah. like, a fucking broken arm, and, and he shove would... shove a
0: gobstopper in his mouth. Shove a
1: gobstopper... No, no, no. See, I was going another way with it. He would all fucking right. tie him down with, like, fucking uh, liquor sticks and just fucking... Force feed him fizzy lifting drink and shit, like a fucking, yeah. like he was trying to make foie gras out of him or something. Yeah. And then like he would float up into the fucking fans, and then Willy Wonka would be like, "You're the winner," and then Charlie would be like, "Thank you," and go to give him a hug. And that's when the fucking gobstopper comes in, Brendo. Chwink to the fucking eyeball. Willy Wonka's down. Charlie owns the factory. Yeah. And then the grandpa wanders in. He's like, I was in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then it's fucking, oh, and the movie's over. Like, yeah, just an totally. innocent look from Charlie or whatever. Yeah. What, what is another, what's another very popular kids movie these days? Uh, Come on, man. You got your pulse How to on, Train man. Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon.
0: I mean, that one. That's actually pretty cool.
1: Yes, but in, in back then it would be like how to not get eaten by dragons while your family fucking is torn to shreds in front of you. Yeah, and it'd be like a bunch of village kids had to band together to murder. All, it would be the opposite of How to Train Your Dragon.
0: Yeah, literally back in how the day, how not to get killed by a dragon and
1: how to kill fucking dragons and stand yeah. up for yourself and like band dragon. together through adversity and totally. shit. You know what I mean? Totally, man.
0: Well, you don't want to know what another fuck that movie I was just thinking like Labyrinth. Like David Bowie was gonna kidnap that kid. He did kidnap that kid.
1: Was that fucked up? Or the fact that he was friends with little monster things that sang all the time? Both
0: of those things are kind of fucked Both up. Both of those... The, the, the baby... What was he going to do? Oh, they were going to turn the baby into a goblin. That's right. So are all those little goblins like former babies? Yeah, man.
1: Bowie fucking kidnaps babies in and outside of movies. You don't know that? That's yeah. how he looks so young. Maybe. You know what I mean? That's that David Bowie secret, man. Yeah. No, but no, dude. All the 80s and the, and the early 90s were, were full of like... I don't know, just, just movies where, where teens and kids got to do shit when their parents weren't looking. And I think a few a few of the seminal ones would, would definitely be um, Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. Uh, don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes. A lot of babysitter movies, man, because that's yeah. the thing. Parents are gone and babysitters are inept. Let's party and or not get murdered. Yeah. And uh, and, and toy soldiers, and ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate to have with us here tonight an actor uh, you all know and love Please give it up for Mr. Keith Coogan.
2: Girls got together
1: and the girls probably did. She ain't got a nipple.
2: And we should be there.
3: Welcome. How are you, sir? We're, we're uh, hello, do you love me? Hi, how there are you? There you go. That's Hi, guys. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank all, you all right. Much. Thanks for how having you, me How are you show. doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. What, what do you think about what we were talking I, about? Know, I hear this, and I made some notes, because there were- <laughs> Oh, wow. Dude, you were our favorite guest this. of
1: all. I'm going to go hide in the back or something.
3: Uh, there were absolutely kids left alone in movies. At least Ferris Bueller addressed the parents and showed the dad in the office watching yeah. the yeah. parade, and the, the mom, the real estate agent yeah, calling totally. him and checking. Tri- and he tricked them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that addressed them, and we Cross cut and build some tension, but there were other ones that, like Space Camp, did we know? Were the oh. parents really worried when they sent the child children off into space? Yeah. Uh, war games. I think we yes. just forgot about the parents They're- at one point. Kids arrested, one of them by the FBI. We don't even show what the parents are doing. So yeah. that was kind of funny. Um, They're the masterminds of the fucking war game. No, no. that's my version. I'm sure. When they put out the like most wanted on the TV, the parents might have been shocked, but they they cut that. They scene got out over. They had a casserole in the dinner. It was like 1983. What was up with Transformers too, where they took the parents and brought them to the pyramids? Too? That was the understand. worst thing ever. Worthless. Awesome. Uh, my science project. Uh, My Science Project, I don't know. They, it was riffs in time, so they may have been gone like three and a half hours. It might not have been so that they're bad. Just like
1: Back to the Future.
3: Yeah. Because they were only gone. Like Back to the Future, how long are they gone, Brendo?
1: Or or do we have any... Instantaneous. Like I they're, t- they're t- never. and back. Was, they never, never left. Yeah, like, you can't no, blame, blame them.
0: <laughs> the thing that was weird about Back to the Future is like, let's say Marty McFly was in the 50s for like five years. He would have come back and he was five years older, but everybody else was the same age. That would have been weird. Yeah, but he was it there would a week. He it would have there. been weird if he hadn't been there longer than a week. Yeah, yeah don't write the movie. Okay. Do us all a favor. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the reboot. But does that mean he's gonna die a week earlier in the normal time frame? If like yes. if we're Absolutely. assuming that everyone has yes. like a ticking to clock
1: to their life, do you think you've got like a certain amount of hours? Well, if to he's learn?
0: gonna die of natural causes, for instance. Yes, he's gonna be like, I'm
1: finally getting to go to Paris. Oh no, I went back in time, croak. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's stress with the one point one twenty-one gigawatts. Or no, gigawatts totally, gigawatts man. Or it, whatever. T- it takes yeah. its toll on the heart. Yeah. Uh, gremlins. The parents. Where were the parents and Gremlins? She fought them in the kitchen. But then I think they there just was, The dad brought them home, but then the dad was not around. Or? Yeah. But true. he was okay. What's the age
1: we're given on for an appropriate age but for parents? Billy not to was be, older. Billy was like sixteen or seventeen in Gremlins. But didn't one, he work say. at a bank? He yeah, did, no, but he did. He, was like, like he
3: drove a car, but I'm talking about where was Corey Feldman's parents ah, so when he's okay, out there? A, yeah,
1: Corey Feldman was like the kid who was like, "Can I come so over for dinner?" You know what I mean? Like, inappropriate
3: like, relationship with yeah, Billy. Weird really. Yeah. Really? with the parents yeah. too. Yeah. Too yeah. big of an age spread there. And um, the magos, Yeah, why was Billy hanging out with a young Corey
0: Feldman? I
3: don't know. That the, is weird. The, the the ultimate one though. This was on TV a lot when I was a kid, like Channel Five, and they would play uh, the various movies. Pippi Longstocking is yeah, the ultimate. Let's not even. I don't even, think she hey, had parents. Like Annika and the other one. What was the other kid's name? Bill, D- David, Annika, or something like that. I can't remember. The two uh, kids were like, "Hey, yeah. mom and dad, can we go play with Pippi?" Tommy, yeah, yeah. Tommy, thank you, Tommy wow, and Annika. And they go, hey, mom, dad, can we go play with Pippi? Every time, it's always they're gone for, like, two weeks and are taken by pirates. And the parents are like, sure, no problem, and have fun.
1: I feel like a lot of these parents were like, I'm going on Japan. It was always business trips in, like, a foreign country. That was sitcoms,
0: too, I feel Well, like. in Adventures and Babysitting, your parents went to, like, a raging party. Well, it wasn't a raging party. Yeah, it was the office a, party that goes till party. 1 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, because that happens a lot.
1: I mean, it, I, it happens more than, like, hey, we're going to leave the kid for two months, like, and fucking don't tell my... Mo- yeah, I mean, what the hell was well, that? let's let's we'll, we'll get to all those. <laughs> okay. let, let's let's well, let's take it back. We got all excited, guys. We're having fun. Sure. Yeah, Rewind. Um, sir, you were a child actor first, first, uh, and I was about to say first and foremost,
3: but no, that's just first chronologically, right? I had been working in television and commercials and guest appearing on stuff. And, and when you were like a, a child, since like five years old, yeah. How did you, um, now you, now people
1: might not know this, but you come from a show business family, right? Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> is it okay to, to drop it?
1: Yeah, please. Oh, okay. That's, I'm
3: very proud your, of you.
1: Your, your grandfather was Jackie Coogan. Yes. He was, um, people might know him as, as, uh, the kid in, in Charlie Chaplin's The Kid, right? Uncle Fester. Right? And he was Uncle Fucking Fester, which right. is the coolest Uncle thing of all. Uncle Fester. Your grandpa was your Uncle Fester. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, but that's totally. awesome. It makes, um and, and he he was he's well renowned for he pretty much revolutionized the child labor laws in, in the entertainment industry, right?
3: Absolutely brought brought him into focus. And uh until recently there was no actual doing anything about it. It was just, oh, we should do something about it. And they had pretty weak laws and they weren't uh, uh nationwide and now the the Coogan Act and the Coogan accounts for the kids. The production companies can't even write a check unless they have this account that takes yeah. like 20% or 15%. Was Charlie
1: Chaplin like a really big asshole or something?
3: I think he just wanted to <laughs> do sure. every part I heard. And, and is that, is that, but is it, why, why did your you grandfather
1: have such a passion for that
3: particular, um? He was a good mimic because he was raised in vaudeville. And so when, and Chaplin liked people to mimic him, he went out and he would do the part for the ladies, for the big guy, for everyone. He would say, here's the bit I want you to do. Do it like me. That's what I heard about Chaplin. And, uh, so when uh, this four-year-old could do it and could follow those kind of bits oh, and learn the yeah. bits, he was like, this is, this is, you know, my next partner in the next movie.
1: Oh, that's awesome. But what he obviously had some negative experiences as
3: a child actor or no, I mean, he loved it. He was, you know, toured around the world after the, the kid, which was his really first. You know, uh the feature he'd done like two shorts before them. One of them with Chaplin is kind of a screen test. He's in a day's pleasure and he plays the younger of two kids. Wow. It's a little too real. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh he was like, Can he like, you know, hold a straight face or can he be on a set and not be a total brat. So uh after that it was uh they formed my great grandfather had formed Jackie Coogan Productions and they did kind of knockoffs of the kid. They did um uh The Ragman and and Peck's Bad Boys and uh films that were uh, a daddy films that were like the kids. See, so it was a ragamuffin character. So you go back four generations in the My industry. Great grandfather was in the vaudeville. The vaudeville. Wow. Yes.
0: Wow. Bring the
3: seltzer. <laughs> My great grandfather was like a Jew in Russia. I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> this about was an Irish know. guy on right, on huh? Broadway. No, and, but that. And, and, and he was known as an eccentric dancer. Not exotic. Not. He was an eccentric dancer because he was really tall and skinny. And there's even clips on YouTube, which I thought were just fascinating. Uh, I hadn't seen any of this before. And so the internet's great. Yeah. Um, where he's dancing and he's with, uh, Fatty Arbuckle and Buster Keaton. And he's doing these really bizarre, like contortion kind of dances. Well, we just smiled because we, we've discussed old Fatty before. They Virginia rap, rest in peace. We yes. leave a Coke yes. bottle on her. grave. No. Visit her grave at Hollywood Coke Forever Coke Cemetery.
1: No, yeah, I, that's what we were talking about. I actually went there and I was with my parents and I was like, oh my God, Virginia rap. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, the girl who allegedly got raped to death by Fatty Arbuckle. And they're like, you are a weird fucking kid now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um... So, so your grandfather didn't have a negative experience. He
3: just he just decided that that would be his passion in life to to protect children. Or no, he uh, had turned his. There was a terrible car accident that took my great grandfather's life and others. uh My grandfather's oh, best friend, okay. who played his, he was kind of his Huckleberry to my grandfather's Tom Tom Sawyer. Kind of stu- uh, he kind of did it in his name almost. Or they, uh, they when he turned twenty one, he found that the trust was gone, it had never existed or was gone. There was supposed to be an ironclad million dollar trust for this child. That had about $4 million in earnings. And And this was was like 1933, I
1: think. So that would have been like equivalent to like $20 million. Like some real money, yeah.
3: And it was entire, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And uh, they had blamed the mom who had remarried the business manager. uh, And everyone tried to lay blame on who, where's the money. And they found out that the dad who had passed away uh, had the most money out on the company. Uh, for taking people out or you know buying cars or whatnot, but so, it wasn't it wasn't millions. It was like he had about sixty thousand out on the ledger. And, and
1: this is like the early days of the film, so we can almost say that your grandfather was like one of the first child actors ever
3: exploited by their parents. Kind of. I think most ch- children um were well not exploited. It was just that you know the money comes into the household, That's and what, so yeah. you take care of the household. And if the kid or the family member is now in Hollywood and you got to rent this place and drive this car and wear this and fur some And some household
1: for for $4 million in in a in a 21-year-old's bank account. You know what? I mean? Were, he was
3: making uh he got a uh $250,000 signing bonus when he signed with MGM and they have this great uh picture online of him uh wow. signing awesome, this like dude. signing bonus. Um and they so the uh, the judge, when they entered the trial, said, the law in California is a kid works and it's the parents' money, period. You're going to lose this. And he did. He lost the trial uh, completely. And he came out with just a, what, whatever was left. They split it down the middle and paid like attorney's costs. So um, And then it, consequently, uh, Betty Grable divorced him, his first wife. Married to Betty Grable. Yes. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and He's I've awesome. heard some, uh, see, my parents sheltered me from this harder edged, we think of the old times as kind of innocent and people wear fancy outfits and go, Oh no, oh, fatty
1: air buckle. Fuck the chick to check the There
3: a was Coke some crazy kind of crazy language shit. and attitudes and, and sexuality that is b- very brash and very like, the Hollywood you know, Babylon kind of like that book around. like really totally. that, that book entire is insane. Yeah. Those heydays of Hollywood when yeah absolutely so Sure. So, different versions of the stories than I did for my family. And yeah. they're always way raunchier than what my family That's would awesome. kind of filter through.
1: But growing up, you, were, from a young age, you were aware of this kind of family legacy or?
3: Sure. And it was kind of like the, um, dad, you know, grandpa was a baker and dad's a baker and you're going to bake too. Uh, sort of. It was just accepted. Oh, you do this too. Well, then this is, this is how you do it. Or this is, he would be like, you know, kids are seen and not heard, especially in the business. Know your lines. Don't, Fool you got some good
1: advice from him and stuff. That and was that, really,
3: yeah. yeah, it was advice about how to behave on a set and kind of be like a pro. But he would never, ever help me with scenes. And I was even trying up for Tom Sawyer, a Disney version of it or something. And I'm like, Jack, you had done the original talky version of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> would you any insight? No, because it's you do it. Do you do your role? You do your take on it. I'm not going to help you with it. That's awesome. I don't. I just think like you didn't want to be bothered. Kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool. No. It's cool.
1: Now that is cool though, man. So what, did you did you enjoy it as a kid because we Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I mean yeah, it's got to be Night Rider. Right? I know. Well, dude, that's the thing you love
3: boat you Fantasy were on, like, Island every television show I the you, 70s were great for TV and it was all shows I wanted to be. I, the only things I didn't get on were Dukes of Hazard and uh, The Hulk but uh, oh, every, I got on every other show yeah, you, you were on like, the Waltons and Mork and, and Mindy
0: and Waltons for years and uh, yeah uh, and, um, Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. what was
1: some of your, your favorite uh, childhood experiences set wise stuff like that Any, oh, working with Jonathan
3: out? Williams uh, I mean Jonathan uh, Winters and Robin Williams on, 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 on Mork and Mindy, Mindy. Uh, working with Tattoo on uh, I did uh, several episodes of Fantasy Island and the Chips worked with all the different partners of uh, Paunch
2: <laughs> uh, it was like
3: Punch and John, and then there were. They got rid of. Then they got Bruce Jenner, and then yeah. there's the motorcycle guy. You're yeah, Like I'm just here
1: for Punch. And then, guys. If anyone
3: was like bitching about money, they're like, you're off the show. We're putting somebody else on. I
0: still can't. And believe you're you like, through. I love the Jenner magic of television. Chips.
3: And they're all just fucking yeah. like. It was like the Dukes waiting of fired. Remember the Dukes of Hazard? They bring in the other no, cousins. Yeah, yeah, we just rotating. What yeah, a ripoff! Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm not falling for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, man. What were you going to say, Brenda? I was
0: just say, I can't believe Bruce Jenner was on Chips. That's so
3: weird. <laughs> I know. He was in a... It's a Yeah.
1: And now, you know it's uh, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashianite. Which is... Yeah. <laughs> Which is my favorite television show. I'll just have you all know. And I particularly love their infomercial. Have you seen the infomercial the Kardashian girls do? Uh, for what? No, I haven't. Okay. Have you, Brenda? It for, has anyone here seen it for that skincare product they do? Oh, well, do it, they do it, a proactive commercial? No, it's like... I've, Perfect skin. I forget oh, what it is, okay. but it's my favorite infomercial of all time because it starts off with them like hanging out in the room and there's like a candid camera there, and they're like, "Guys, I'm so bored. What should we do today?" They're like, "I don't know. We can go do our r- makeup routine." And they're like, "You know what? After so many years of people saying how much great skin we have, we should really share our secret with the oh world." Kim, we can't do that. Chloe, we have to. It's for the good of humanity. Okay, guys, I guess we should. Wait a minute, we've got a camera right here. So then they like spin the camera on them. It's them making like a, a making documentary. I'm or... blushing.
3: This it, is, yeah, <laughs> that's, I can do it
1: for, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the part where Kim's like, I don't want to do it. And Chloe's like, Kim, come on, we have to tell people. Do you
3: remember the first infomercials when they crept onto the air and, and they're there was like, like the wrong peel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, like, the the first couple of ones that came on, they were, uh, just unbearable and like hour long and. Oh uh,
1: yeah. I love me. Maybe that goes with being a stoner, but I love me a good infomercial, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, like
3: most, because it's quick, easy answers. That's why. Dude, that looks great. That's and genius. it's and
1: well, uh, the other night, like Ron like Pope a Peter,
3: sandwich. Look at that.
1: It must have been from like 1982, and it was for like a uh knife set, and it, I I caught it right at the fucking good point because at first it was like they're like this knife usually retails for thirty nine ninety nine. You get it nine ninety nine, but wait. But
0: wait, there's more.
1: And then it was like, a boning knife, usually retailed for $29.99, and they kept placing them next to each other, and I'm like, oh my god, that screen is so big, there's going to be like 40 more end weights. And there were, and there were like knives I've never heard of. I was like, what else can he possibly throw in this? Brazing scissors? What the fuck are those? But yeah. I, I need them and want them. And then he was like, for a market value of over $5,000, you get for three <laughs> payments of thirty three thirty three. dollars And I was like, that's either the greatest deal of all time or someone's lying to me. (laughs) Because I just feel like someone wouldn't be giving away $5,000 worth of product for $90. It doesn't make business. As a a new entrepreneur here at the theater, I just feel like that doesn't make fiscal sense. What
3: do you... But it looked attractive to you. Oh, all dude, time. I was so into you it. I, I was it. like, I don't even bone. stuff. You're not gonna use a boning knife. You're no. You're gonna pick that up. You're gonna go through. You're gonna go to cut a steak. You're gonna open your knife drawer. You're gonna go in and and you're gonna pick up that boning your knife. and You're gonna go fucking, fucking it. forget is this. Yeah. I would have
1: to keep instruction manuals to remember. There were like literally forty fucking knives. Like the, <laughs> it was there. Was, there was a boning knife, like a splaying knife. I just probably made that up. <laughs> a splaying. Knife. I don't know what splaying is, but there there were crazy knives, man. Yeah. So I I. Enjoy infomercials, is what
3: I'm trying to say. Wow. Um, that, was a good, that was a good comeback. So you watched a lot of late night TV.
1: I do, yeah. Well, the other, the other issue is, and um, I, I'm on direct TV, and the problem with that is, even though I love it, it's an East Coast feed for all the cable channels. So come midnight, everything goes paid programming, mm-hmm. except for Animal Planet. And I can only watch so much uh, A.C. Slater World's Funniest Pets.
2: Because they're not usually
1: funny. It's usually a dog that can dance and I'm like, I've seen it before on this show in fact. Same dog actually. I think they just painted him a different color. I'm sorry though. Back back to non not nonsense. Um <laughs> But kids and
0: animals—that goes together. Awesome link. So you were in a movie with an animal. Yes. I, let, my I, friend wanted me to specifically ask you about cheetah.
3: Thank you. I'm glad. Because I love that no, movie. And we're both kid.
0: big giant Disney geeks too. So that that is awesome. And,
3: and I had done. I worked for Disney before, and I'd done like Fox and the specials Hound. and different oh, uh, things okay, where with the animals. So I'd worked mm. with the dogs and the cats. And then here's a horse, one, here's one, work with a raccoon. It, so I'd started to work with a lot of And you animals. were a
1: fox at one point.
3: I was the fox. I mean, a fox Brendo then. thinks you're still a fox, but...
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 but... uh <laughs> for, for,
1: the, for the Disney geeks in the audience like us, you were... Uh, the, the young,
0: vo- the fox.
1: Todd. Todd. Yes. The voice of baby Todd, yes. uh, opposite Mr.
3: Uh, Mr. Corey the Feldman. The thespian
1: of our times, yes. Corey Feldman. Yes. How was that, man? It
3: was great. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was awesome. There's this Disney has used the same buildings for the same things for many years. Yeah. So, and they had started, they used to do, they was still hand drawn cell animation. It was before they moved
1: it to Glendale, right? So were you in the Walt building? Because I, I just now watched a doc They on had this. the
3: handover. They had the last of the old animators, and they had the new guys like Tim Burton doing backgrounds so on Fox did, and the so Hound. Some of the look nine at the old credits men... real closely. You'll see Tim Burton's name. Yeah.
0: Tim Burton background so some on of the the... Fox yeah. and the Hound? Yeah. Some of the nine old men were still working at the time? Absolutely. Wow, were, that's amazing. They were training
3: the movie. Character cycles and the original models of all the characters. Oh, yeah, because I guess Stan,
0: like, Stan and Ollie were still there. Like Definitely Ollie Johnston and those guys... He's flexing his, so his real did, That, did, did, that he, is, he, That's he good. Who right was there. the
3: one that did Goofy's voice? That was... I don't know. Because he director. did... All of the other characters while we did our voiceovers, okay. like he did, he was the guy in room. He would be Mama, the uh, the Pearl Bailey character, or he'd that's be so Pat Buttram, awesome. or he'd be and you it know, was and it was the original Goofy, uh, and it, and but he'd be he'd be doing it with the Goofy voice. However you do the goofy yeah, voice. <laughs> I don't do the Goofy voice. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was really cool. I because he would bust it out and get you really excited. You and, totally, and that's amazing, dude. And
1: you, it was an important film because you caught, taught young children the lesson of. Don't be friends with anyone because they'll try to eat you or lead an old man with a gun to you later. That was the most depressing <laughs>
0: fucking kids movie ever, man. I cried a lot.
1: Fox yeah. and the Hound, like even though the I'm ending there's lie. that redeeming moment at the end, it still is really kind of shattering. It's as a, a rough child. movie.
3: It's a very yeah. rough movie for kids, and it's just like Bambi. It starts out with the death of the mother. Bam, let's kill that right off the bat. Uh, and, it's just that entire 80s mentality it's like who oh, needs parents it's a good two act structure Disney it's movie. got the young ones and then they go to the and old and how things have changed that they're adults they can't play anymore because one's a fox and one's a hound but, the, but, I, but, what always, but your character was the good guy in my mind because you
1: weren't like I can't play with you because I'm a fox he was like, "Look, I'm a foxhound now," and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" And he was like, "Just listen, don't come near me." I mean, that I don't think that was an exact right. I think line. I was the
3: naive. I, I that's was what the, I mean. You were you were still down well, to play why can't forever. Play? Yeah. What's the deal? You know, I don't see anything wrong. Why with that. couldn't you have? Played? I think because I was abandoned and I had no mother to teach me the ropes. It's <laughs> literally yeah. it Pearl de- Bailey. <laughs> Pearl Bailey's singing <laughs> I mean, me songs, and I'm good. like, Not "What's yet. the problem, hound? Why can't we chill?" You know? Yeah, yeah, man. That is depressing. Kids' movies were depressing. Now that I think about it. So then um, you had a relationship with Disney, and that led to Cheetah. That led to uh, the uh, Gunshy, the Apple Dumpling Gang series. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a weird. There was a couple of Dick Van Dyke kids those. in that, and they, the Tim Thomerson, Jeffrey Lewis were in it. Um, uh, that was a weird. They only did like a pilot and six episodes of that, but shot on the old Western lot of Disney. When they used to have a back lot that had they the Western town. They still had the town.
1: Western town and like the saloon and all that. And Yeah, yeah and they, and they had the awesome. saloon, they had
3: the like uh, Western Union where the stagecoach was. So as a kid, you the... got to like run around
1: Western towns and like go to Dude. Fantasy Island and like fucking like other kids were like, I got a a slinky. Like yeah. I don't know what toys were back. You know what <laughs> I mean? That was that
3: test, you know? Because I, I went to public school my mom tried to keep it balanced. So, she, you know, I was always on the set getting like one teacher tutoring. And you, uh, SAG is, uh, rules are, uh, three hours a day for the kids. Or that might be like a labor rule. Or I don't know if it's a union rule. Um, and you can bank them. So you can do four hours and then the next day do two. Ah. Or do like five and then the next day do one. But Minimum, but I am do not one.
1: shooting this week. Let's get my two, I, I want to graduate high school <laughs> on this set.
3: No, but, <laughs> but with the, when they're working with kids, you already have less hours on the day. No, you can yeah, only yeah, work yeah. a few hours, you know, a few hours less. And so they'll, um, bring on the kids when they bring on the adults, even if they're not working. So the parents are shooting, but the days they're just banking hours for the kids so that when they do get on the set, uh, like a week later, shoot. they're like, they bank. They're like, he only needs an hour yeah, of school. Totally. It was, that was kind of cool. And then I go back to public school and the kids would just make fun of me or beat me up or, oh, he's on TV. He's got a big head uh, and sock me. So, it was awesome. so I started taking yeah. karate yeah. so I could kick their ass back.
1: Wow, and then they're like the kid from the movies knows karate now. It's <laughs> Fucked up. The, the kid with the cheetah. Well, sp- speaking of cheetahs, so I, cheetah. I, w- cheetah, That's man. Great. It was. It's basically. And I, I don't want. I don't want to diminish the film, but it's. It's the classic animal, born free, born free, old yellowish kind of. Yeah. Not Kids connect. Free Willy, whatever. But it's with a fucking cheetah. Yeah. They're fast. Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Where was it shot? It was shot in Africa. We you, shot it in Africa. I, yeah. that's how, incredible. Old, how old were you? When I that was 18. I Turned 18 on the set. That's so uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool.
1: I think I was like watching WWF in my parents' basement when I turned 18. Like <laughs> I don't have any friends except Chris Jericho and you were in a, You were in Africa like oh, I'm hanging out with the fastest animal in the world. I love Hollywood. That's No, dude, that's that's awesome. So like you really really did have, it. Sounds like an amazing
3: kind of childhood totally uh, opposite a lot of, of some weird, of the horror yeah, stories you hear uh, you know yeah did no i was uh very blessed to work a lot as a kid and uh uh i would just I kept my nose clean and i knew my stuff and my uh, my mom helped me prepare a lot and uh uh you know d- don't embarrass yourself out there really and and that was the other thing as i guess i did take it for granted i took it granted because i did work a lot five six things a year or something as a kid is a lot um and uh, so you started to see, like, another level of it. You're like, well, this has got to be different than the last thing you did, or... You start uh, p- planning your career as opposed to just acting, kind of. Like, I, you're, you're choosing I, next I roles, you're and... Thinking about that, you're just noticing that all of your character names end with an E, or like a Y. Jimmy, Timmy, Bobby... Uh, Every single one, we're like ending in this Y. Oh no! Am I the E kid already? Yeah, totally. It was totally another E kid. Uh, And so you try to to do. um, It was fun to play the bad kids. I loved that. I could never get away with anything. My mom would kill me. So it was always fun to play a bad kid or a kid that got to like sneer at an adult or like talk back. That was always really
1: fun. And you and you got to do that. So so cheetah, you got to work with an actual cheetah.
3: Yeah, they they they. <laughs> so I, even, I like animals, like ones. Yeah, they had a, a couple of picture deal with the Adventures of Babysitting. It was a three picture deal, and they uh, they would sign the Bette Midler, the Richard Dreyfuss, everyone that was doing those uh, Touchstone films. Yeah, no, yeah, the Disney. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like great for the actors. Disney's notorious for they produce a lot and it's great stuff and, and very high quality, but they're also ruthless in negotiating with talent. Um, and so we do adventures of babysitting and you're getting, they're like, great, you're getting scale. You're getting the minimum your union will allow us to pay you and we're going to work you for like three months. Great. Um, they and that was the fir- that
1: was before Cheetah, or yeah, that was okay. The I'm first sorry. So feature. Let's, let's go to that. that so, Avengers the so of Babysitting was your first feature.
3: How did that how did that come about? So you'd been acting as a child for years. Yep, and auditioning for Gremlins, Goonies, E.T. The, really? all of these, I'd audition yeah. for everything. Yeah, I, re- just, Will,
0: I remember Will Wheaton wrote on his blog about that. Like you just oh, did, Christmas Story, yeah, I like everybody it, auditions. For, it was, you'd like, see
3: the same guys for every movie. You see the same guys. Did you guys like hang out? Uh, you know, there were s- kind of social events. There was this thing called like uh, Alfie Soda club. Pop Club, and it was a you know underage, cl- you know, young just actors, soda, like, young yeah, actor yeah. kind of thing. And the uh, uh, general public would pay money to get in and rub elbows with Alyssa Milano. I don't know that. that was, is, I mean, I would
1: not do that right now. Let's do the soda, like <laughs> let's
3: do the soda pop club at the Smog. Oh my God, there's Alfonso
1: week. Ribeiro. You know, yeah. it was great. Wow. <laughs> I mean, now we do we can skip on that one, but the Alyssa Milano one sounds okay. Um, <laughs> so you were you were going out for all the, the kind of seminal seminal um eighties kids movies, Gremlins, Goonies, and then you landed in, in arguably one of the biggest ones, Adventures in Babysitting. Was that Thanks. Did you know right away that, that this was kind of your moment or
3: Oh, uh yeah. I well I knew that it would be great to get it. I knew that and it was a uh, arduous audition process, that went down to screen test. And they uh, brought in Valerie Bertinelli, Jamie Gertz, wow. uh, Phoebe Cates. Wow. You're um, like the luckiest dude in the world. This one day in Burbank. Remember,
1: remember two weeks ago when we said we had the time machine, we go back and do stuff to Hitler? Let's go back in time and hang out with him. Yeah, like, dude.
0: totally. he was 18.
1: <laughs> like, we know him. He did a podcast with us in the future. We promised. What you know, <laughs> You'll know what a podcast
3: is in the future. Just trust us. <laughs> There's a sizzler where Phoebe Cates is in 1986, somewhere in like November. I'll tell <laughs> you right. when. Yeah, oh, right. a, yeah. Let's go. Brando, yeah. get on the technology. So, and Lisa Shu, and so, and me and uh, Anthony Rapp and uh, another couple of like Jonathan Ward was really close to being Brad. I thought Jonathan Ward was going to be Brad. Um, so I was trying to buck for Daryl and, and I read for Daryl. Anthony the part Rapp that actually went to Red for Brad, right? okay. yeah. So we were all reading for different things, and they mix and match and throwing Elizabeth Shue
1: ran for Red for Thor at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they threw a wig on D'Onofrio. like he, he was like, "Are you sure?" I mean, I've babysat a few times, but no, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it was so they kept and, and Chris Columbus is there, and they're they're shooting it. They're shooting it with a. Pen and it was and Columbus's first feature, right? It was, and wow. he'd written uh, Goonies, Gremlins, and Young Sherlock yeah. Holmes. And so he'd been around that Spielberg-esque kind of camp.
1: Protege of like, yeah. Donner. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of sure. Those guys. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: he very young and he'd written, you know, had already three huge budgeted screenplays done. So. And, and massive hits at that point too, right? This or... one. And so uh, uh, David Simpkins wrote uh, Adventure of the Babies and he's very famous for Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, and Angel and Warehouse 13. And he's, he's absolutely very talented. Uh, so, uh, we do the screen tests and, and, um, uh, I had ran away from home a week before the screen test. Wow, to like get into character. Yeah, no, I had oh. fought with my mom. I'm 16 years old, and I ran off to my grandma's in Palm Springs. So, wow. I, <laughs> how'd you get to Palm Springs? Wait, I took a bus. Were you, living, to were, the you living, were you living in Hollywood or LA? Yeah, well, we were living in Malibu. Yeah. So you took a bus from Malibu to Palm yeah, Springs. Yeah, well, I had to bike into I oh, took a bike into Santa Monica. That what was what a rough and thing. tumble
1: young runaway you were taking <laughs> going from Malibu to fucking
3: Palm Springs.
1: <laughs> so, and it was
3: on the news and it was, so, so finally like after a week and my mom finally was it like, like Keith, oh, she's like, he's I know I'll get him. She's like, I'll put it on the news. So I'm hanging out with like my uncle who's in Palm Springs. He's just like a few years older than me. So he's like a brother. And uh, they're all like, dude, you're on the news. I'm like, what? They're like, you better call your mom. So I called home and arranged to go home. So I go home. She's all, well, you got to go right and get a haircut right now. I'm like, haircut. She's like, yeah, because there's a screen test for you got the like you done the call back, so the screen test is today. So that day I went and did the first round. The, the day studio. you got back from being yeah, the day I got back from being in so much wow. trouble. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. That's awesome. But she's yeah. like, if you get the movie, you're not grounded. So. <laughs> what horrible put on no, you. It's so true. It's if you don't get true. the movie, I don't love you anymore. No, no, After you're locked in a closet,
1: you know. That's awesome, that <laughs> Dark. But you, but you did get the movie, and and we all know how
3: it turned out. How is how is it that experience on your first film? I mean, you're, you're great. I I had taken big this, budge, right? Like, it was great. It was like about a eight to ten million, maybe when maybe twelve. I don't know. It was Canadian dollars, so they were shooting. Oh, uh, so that's like a hundred million. I don't that know. Was, the tra- no, that's like you translation know, rate on the loonies, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they did two months in Toronto to get the bulk of the movie, then like a month in Chicago uh, to get the look of Chicago, and then some effects. So in LA. you're
1: now on your first movie set. You've got the guy who who arguably created Gremlins and Goonies. You're traveling around the world.
3: You know Elizabeth Shue. Which is better than all of those other things. Like, yeah, that was not going to ever go anywhere. I'm 17. She's 23 years old, but I wanted it to. And I wanted <laughs> to be like really method actor. So we're in rehearsals <laughs> and it's December. We're going to start shooting in January after like a Christmas breaks, but we're doing the rehearsals and I go to Lisa Shu. I'm like, Hey, you want to get dinner and talk or whatever about the thing to, you know, tonight or whatever at the hotel. The, and she's like, sure. So we go down there and wow. the, the place needs a jacket. And I'm like, you know, this little kid. So they get me a jacket and we sit down <laughs> and it's all nice. And, uh, I, uh, just bald face. I'm like, you know, this is, you know, the movie and that we're supposed to like each other. And maybe there was like a relationship, cause I, and she just, <laughs> <laughs> laughed in my face. You're like, I'm exactly method. like in the movie. Totally. And I felt that. I was just like, oh, I'll never ever get that. So I just used that when she was dancing with the uh, frat guy. Oh, that, how awesome
1: would it have been if she's like, yeah, I'm Method too. We should be uh, yeah, totally, married yeah, tomorrow to yeah. in <laughs> Vegas and shit. Oh, dude. You could have quit acting and just been married to Elizabeth i totally of seen Karate Kid. I was like,
2: I mean, like, you knew yeah. what you were walking into, no,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. You're like, mom, I do got to get a haircut. Um. <laughs> so that and that became a, that. That's like that's arguably a, a that's a, not even arguably. Avengers of Babysitting is a cult film.
0: It's great fun. People it still it today. A lot like, of people saw it, and it's like, I'm pretty sure I watched it at least 50 times. That's what I mean. It was on cable. It's like, one of Disney those Channel movies that all was just the time,
3: always
1: on in my childhood. You know what I mean? Mm. And 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 I think I think I'm a lot so of so
3: sorry. No, but not,
1: <laughs> but not at all, dude. Because it's a thing. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, my babysitter wound up later being institutionalized. So, like, our, <laughs> okay. our nights weren't this fun and shit. It was just yeah. me trying not to, like, get yelled at by the creepy, crazy lady and stuff. You know what I mean? Did
3: she no. touch you?
1: Like <laughs> she used... To, okay, Whoa! Oh, now we know. <laughs> I mean, for the for the sake of candor, uh, I do remember being very young. Let's say like eight or nine. and her, when when I would take a shower, she would want to be in there to make sure I cleaned everything. And and I, whoa! Wow. I put a stop to that. But she never taught. She flat out never. I, I don't think she ever did. This led to a weird fucking place. I, um, um, no no no. Now you know uh-huh. how I feel. Well, oh, I'm sorry, Brendo. No no no. You're no, like but, grilling me. <laughs> no, but she she was a weird. We didn't get to meet Thor and stuff.
3: Yeah, Thor was really cool. Was that
1: actually supposed to be the real Thor? Did you do you think?
3: Uh I've never been able to get a read on that. It doesn't matter because she finally cracked the very hard heart of an inner city guy that's that's tough as steel, and she broke his heart with her kindness. Here, take my hat. And so that's when he's that's when he broke. I think which it totally she, like, really matters. So Thor whether he's Thor or whether he's Dawson. It didn't matter.
1: Thor is the son of Odin. He can like, and he lives in the city because that's where all the superheroes
3: live. (laughs) I mean, Thor, (laughs) Captain America, Spider-Man.
1: They're just chilling in garages and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) No, but so, so Adventures in Babysitting came out and that was your first feature film and it was kind of off from there, right?
3: Yeah, that was, I had done like hiding Out uh, with John Cryer and I did I knocked off a surf movie uh, with Daniel von Zernick, who was off a surf? Donna in La Bamba. Remember? La yeah, Bamba? absolutely. So yeah. we did a surf movie, and uh, uh, Roxana Azal was. Did there you have to that. learn how to surf for it, or did uh, you know? Absolutely, already? I know because I I made all the money, so my mom never let me surf as a child. I couldn't do any dangerous sports. (laughs) I wasn't, I had a skateboard, which I broke so many things with the skateboard, but she wouldn't let me (laughs) surf because there was tales of the skeg going up your ass and stitches or like something, you know, she's like, Oh, you'll mess your face up. So I could boogie board and I could body surf and I could skim board, but I couldn't surf. So I get the movie. And so I literally had to learn how to surf after living at the beach my whole life. She's
1: like, you can do dangerous stuff if you're getting paid for totally, it. But other than that, totally. yeah. stay in the house
3: and don't talk to anyone. So, and, then, and then, <laughs> so they gave me the surfboard too. There's this cool, like, it's like the Apocalypse Now surfboard, the oh, black awesome. one with the death from above, yeah, yeah, the, like, yeah. uh, the, uh, uh, the horse they never rode, the road they never crossed, the yellow, the reason why. You still have and, it? Uh, my mom took it. So not only wouldn't she let me not surf, but then she takes the damn thing. She's like, memorabilia, I'll store it. It's okay.
1: You should have been like, but what about grandpa's thing? Parents, she, not. She's got all my <laughs> posters. She's got all that stuff. You really, dude? She, you never try to get it back one night? No, like no makes her happy. I'm fine. Right on. You're like, I want that fucking surfboard, mom. Yeah, I do <laughs> want the surfboard. It's cool, man. <laughs> um, so, so you and you you started working a lot. I mean, you were you were booking a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. work after Adventures, right? So you said you did the film with John Prior, and then you, then you did I, the surf the movie.
3: The cheetah. Where you got to meet a cheetah. Africa, and so that was part of a a three-picture deal. And they said, "This is the second movie. You're going to get X amount of money." It it was fifty grand. So, and we barely made, I think, seventeen grand, which is the minimum union for For SAG scale on Adventure for for Adventure Baby. Saying, I made like seventeen grand is in a lot of money. Actors are never supposed to talk about their money, but it's so pathetically. Oh, I love it, I dude. Mind. Please, let's talk about so, their actors. So, uh, the next too. deal, they go second deal, and the deals are for Disney. So that if you become big or this, you know, something happens, they're like, we got you with this low amount. So for the second picture, it's great. They don't have to use you. So it gets down to, honey, I shrunk the kids. And I'm up for that, and I'm doing great, and I think Mike Fenton's casting. And, um, uh, it gets down to, he goes, I want you to do me a favor, could you come in and read all the girls? And it's the kissing scene. So I read all the girls, and I kiss wow. all the girls in town at the time that were like 16. That was nice. great. I'm like, Mike, I owe you one to the casting director. <laughs> um, Gets down to it, and I had gotten, I guess I'd gone up for the cheetah. I, bear, I remember there's this once place at Disney that you go in, and you always read in the same offices. So I was like, I kind of re- remember auditioning for it. Great, you got it. They're both Disney. Uh, one is six months in Mexico with huge props and goo and special effects, and it's, effects, 20, 20 and it's physical. You have cranes and wires, and it's you know, dangerous and non-union stuff and all this stuff um, for $50,000, six months. Or, uh, for five weeks you could go to Africa and shoot the cheetah. For so the same amount them, of money. And so. get to meet a fucking cheetah. Yeah, and and totally. get to work with a cheetah. It's so like exotic animals. This is great. A real, authentic cheetah that they brought from the San Fernando Valley. So they brought these two <laughs> cheetahs. They brought them, put them in, them in them cages to and flew them to Africa. That's ridiculous. Because uh, they could hit their marks. They had this like slate. Oh, that thing. they were trained cheetahs. Yeah, they were well, that's a, trained that's cheetahs. It's a, cheetah. a, a film industry, industry secret. Off. They
1: like to migrate stuff. Like if you ever see a movie set in China, those are all local Chinese people flown over yeah. and stuff. yeah, yeah. No, so, so that's awesome, man. So, yeah, I would have went to fucking Africa in a heartbeat.
3: Totally. I got to Africa. And so, you know, uh, <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kid makes $100 million, and Cheetah made like $10 million. But that's okay. That's, that's okay. Went to Africa. I was okay. proud. I was happy. Hey, in the, the, it came out the same week as Lethal Weapon 2, Batman, um, a lot of like violent, uh, our, like heavy violent stuff for kids. And I was happy to have a, a kids movie that, the Cheetah. Uh, out that week. So that week. people are like the cheetah eats people I like the Disney. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, I'll work, please. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like you're I still like in the it. family. So so
1: and then you did it and, and um take me chronologically so so then maybe it was like
3: Book of Love, uh with Chris Young, uh, directed by Robert Shea for the created the, the, the Freddy and the new line cinema. Yeah. And, that, and he also directed Last Mimsy. Uh that oh, was like, trippy. He'd only directed Mimsy. those two movies and uh and his entire career? Huh? In his entire
1: career, all he did was Book of Love and Last Mimsy? Yeah, he produced all so of the Freddy random. movies
3: and you know Screen. That's like and everything. Two very random movies. It is. It is strange. The fifties one because he grew up in the fifties and so he had a lot of a connection to that personally and it was a moderate budget. Uh they could do it quick and not spend a lot of money. It wound up having all these special effects and like optical printer stuff and more elaborate stuff than they thought. But he had, they a, lost he had a connection it. to it, though. Yeah, he totally lost it And the money last
1: Mimsy it. he did because he's friends with an alien robot thing that has That's power. what I'm
3: thinking. <laughs> on the set of Book of Love, and we're like in Echo Park, we or Angelino Heights, and we've got all the old cars, but they're old cars that look beat up because it's supposed to be the bad neighborhood in yeah. Book of Love. And um, so these old, rusty, like cool old cars and the houses, everything's perfect. And he sees like extras walking around with his like high school jacket on and stuff. And he's like, flashback. He's totally having flashbacks. Um and then he's like I've got this idea for a sci- sci-fi movie. So this is in 88. He had
1: the idea for he had last movie.
3: Yeah, he probably had it before that, but he was like telling us about it then and I thought that was really he's cool. He's like I'm going to
1: keep my I'm going to keep this one in my pocket for a while though, you watch and see. I'm going to really let this idea nurture him. and it's like 35 years later. I,
3: no, you know, and that one and was
1: really complicated
3: with the effects and the thing. Oh, it was crazy! And and it was, I didn't even know what the fuck was. It was, was really good.
1: I mean, I dug, I dug the last yeah. Mimsy, but it was insane. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know,
0: I still don't know what the Mimsy was. It was nuts. Fredo, what was the Mimsy? I don't even. It was like something that where they they had to like use it to like close a portal or something. And it like
1: generated power. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. I, it, was, it, was crazy.
0: it was a great movie. I thought I liked it a lot. And then
1: you did but another was, film called Toy Soldiers, right? Yeah. Which I
0: just yeah,
1: which I just got to see for the first time today. Cool. I'm going to admit I I it was it was a little bit before my time. Um, it had the dream team. You Sean Astin, was, every, Will Wheaton. It was you Sean Astin, Will Wheaton. Who who are the other um uh kids
3: in the movie? TE Russell. Which would you he? see? TE Russell was um uh my roommate. And George Perez the black was Montoya, yeah.
1: He looked like he was 30 years older than you guys. Did he? <laughs> he had a really receding hairline and shit. Like, I get the entire movie. I'm like, that guy's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in there beforehand because they knew the hostages were going to. No, no, no. But <laughs> this was so. Yeah, I mean, it had everyone. It was um, Lou Gossett Jr., right? Yes, and Denim Elliott. Yes. Um, Marcus freaking yeah, Brody. Brody. I know. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, I had no idea what this movie was going into it. It, like, fuck Red Dawn. I mean, I, like, I really, really, really love Toy Soldiers, man. And it's going back <laughs> to that whole, like, they just murder people out of nowhere. They shot that first teacher, not like I
3: yeah. love murder, but like no, in a teenage. Like, How about the, the border guards they shoot? They shoot totally. it to goes to security such security guard at the school. It goes to such crazy right places. Head. You know yeah. what I mean? Like
1: the first shot out is he just kicks that woman out the window and she's like, oh. And then there's that cutaway and her head's like smashed
0: against the and sidewalk. Then the, that was also, there was the helicopter scene where they just push that guy off yes. the helicopter. Uh, yeah. the bank manager insane. or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, dude. Then, the and then I remember scene. it was the kids, Like we were always like watching it while my mom was in the other room because there was that whole scene at the beginning where you guys were like doing the phone sex thing and I thought that was like crazy like that that was like
3: I don't know which so that ties into Karate Kid because John G. Appleton's wife is the voice of the phone sex. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's some trivia. The director for you. of the Credit Kid. Wow. Movie
1: buffs. Um, there you go. She's been
3: in a few things, though. So,
1: so, so that was your, your first hand. See, I don't even know if you, that's a straight out action movie. I that guess was a total it, right? action.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. That was uh, uh, a good, like about $12 million budget, I think. Which moderate, nowadays would be like a 40 million, 60 million dollar kind of action movie. We're blowing stuff up, helicopters. And I mean, guns huge and explosions and, and shit. That, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Naphthalene is what they use. And, uh, they had, uh, the effects, they had brought on this like great old couple that were like husband and wife and you, you know, they knew every single gun, every single prop. They had just armament, a whole truck full and stuff goes missing. The- This gun's guy, that was a hero gun for this terrorist. We don't have it. I'll give him the MP5. Okay. Uh, So stuff was missing. Uh, They'd rap killed some terrorists, so they sent them home. So why we're in a hotel room after, we see on the news, a scare today in LAX is there's a terrorist bomb threat. What's going on? A cast member from Toy Soldiers brought a fake grenade through airport security. He got wrapped on the and movie, yeah. The so, so they him. fired them, and the prop budget was really big. I think they were spending like three hundred thousand dollars on all these guns. And stuff. They got fired because of
1: that for for they missing got props. Fired yeah, they got let go, and they brought sense, in this yeah. young
3: guy that was like even worse and was just like totally giving out blanks and stuff. So everyone, it was, take it was pretty, pretty crazy. And those bad guys, okay, I have to tell you, Andrew Devoff is totally. A uh, uh, devoted to his craft,
1: and that's the main bad guy in the that's film. That's the main and bad guy, or Mikhail Luis Cali. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, he's also Apache and
3: lost. Yeah, 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 we love him. Uh, he uh t- terrorized the kids. Oh gosh! And no, he absolutely and, and the local townspeople. They got into a fight. The bad guys would go out at night and muscle around <laughs> in Charlottesville, Virginia, where they're like you're a brunette i mean they're really you know so they got they don't like sucker different no yeah yeah beat down and they would learn what like real violence was these guys are movie pussies totally.
1: no that's so awesome <laughs>
3: they try to be bad guys so they would try to terrorize us they would kidnap us uh, after shooting and it was like a 40 mile drive back to the hotel and so they would go hey keith you want to ride home sure you know go on the regular car yeah. with like three of these bad guys Get in the car. We don't head home. They head behind the like headmaster's house, behind this cobblestone thing. They're like, get out of the car. Get down on the ground. I'm pleading for my... No, God, please don't kill me. I get family. I can't... They're like, all right, get up. You're playing. So they'd done this to everybody. And a lot of them, the other kids were like, guys, stop fucking around. Like, come on. That's not funny. Don't... They would get really panicked. And they, I saw what they were doing. And so I jumped in. And I was like, I will pee my pants if you want me to pee my pants. And they yeah. like, they're like, fine. We we realize you're, you're going to be playing all the time. So you should have became, like, you should
1: have became like their bad. See, you're like, you should have been in the car. You're like, come on, guys, jump I was in.
3: Like Helsinki syndrome all the way. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I love the bad guys, man. I, and I make that choice in Toy Soldiers. If you watch closely, anytime anybody points a gun towards us, the other guys like hold each other back or You're just like, fucking out. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm so not a problem. Not a threat. Don't shoot. No, dude, that movie—that movie, that movie is, is is
1: like pure '80s action fucking dude movie. Except for quite
3: an awful lot of shots of you guys in tighty whities with your It's Virginia. On. It's hot. It's the summer. It's hot. Right there's on. There's six to a room. There's six guys to a room. Well, normally <laughs> I mean, there's two. There's no power in the school. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. And so we're in our underwear. And so, yeah. I, I was we like, well, that was college was like in the
1: 80s? No, no, no. I didn't
3: know. I didn't know. And we didn't know until it came out. And then it's in the reviews. You did like, really come there's out There's a their... lot of boys hanging around in their underwear. <laughs> I and mean, I still Character long... choices for our underwear. Yeah, no, totally. One guy's in, like, the boxers, this, the color, or whatever. I chose the tidy whities i like, I want briefs. And th- my character would wear this. So I didn't realize I'd be hanging around in my... Briefs like half of the movie. You're really, like, I'll really never is. hear about this twenty years later in a random <laughs> room. From... And apparently, when I fake fight, I get excited. So I don't know.
1: Whoa! <laughs> like, in the movie, they gotta, yeah. now I don't maybe need...
3: it's just Will Wheaton. I don't I'm know. Not re- <laughs>
1: <laughs> with that fucking accent of his, with the, with the new "Hey, I'm I'm Wesley Crusher, and my dad's in the mafia." Hey, stand by me. I don't know. I'm just doing a lot of Wheaton. It's a Wheaton mashup. Yeah. No, but dude, I, I really I, that was an awesome film. Um. And then another big film, um, the, the the film that I first knew your work from is that
3: a bong on the other side of your yeah, desk? Yeah, totally. And that, okay.
1: it's an awesome segue That's into this. I just this noticed that. Awesome <laughs> segue into this role was uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> yeah, there, dude. I mean, do you want to just get it out of the way? Dude, rock and roll, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I received a lot of requests for you to recite lines sir on, on the. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe in a little bit. It involves here. dishes, yeah. but that's to build up
3: it. to it. Cause well, yeah, yeah, we have to build up. Uh, 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 all right, to, can't give it, give it away like free. that. No, can't. Got to work towards it. So, uh, so I saw that. Don't movie. tell mom. Uh,
1: I saw. I mean, that was right at the time where like Married with Children was popping, and Christina Applegate was the hottest chick on the planet, and like, I, I, yeah. MTV
3: yeah. was producing movies. That was cool. Was that an MTV? Yeah, it was film? an MTV production, and it was a pickup Warner Brothers halfway through production. They said, we bought it, and you have a new name. It was The Real World. It was called The Real World because she, it was like, um, we called it uh, Home Alone times 5 meets Secret of My Success and Working Girl because she goes and <laughs> pretends to be yeah. bigger than yeah. she is or whatever. And I was like, it's Working Girl. You're just doing Secret of My Success or whatever. Uh, and there's five kids instead of one. And you're leaving them home. They're like, God, he knows the formula. He found us out. Dang it, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, and, uh, uh, it was, uh, I had auditioned for Brian, the clown dog boy, Yeah, the Josh Charles part. The one that she winds up, yeah, yeah, Yeah. the one she winds up getting. And I'm like, I just, I had done Adventures in Babies and I was the guy that wanted the girl. And I'm like, I, you know, and I think I was 19 going on 20 when I got the script. And, but I see Kenny, I see Kenny in the. Damn, like, he's got all the lines, and this is funny, and I'm like, I go to my agent, Harry Gold at the time, I'm like, hey, I have to talk like that when I talk about Harry Gold. Harry, <laughs> <of course. laughs> what yeah, is yeah, with yeah. the Kenny? And the, no, 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 you're too old, that's for like 15, 16. You can't know. Like, damn. I had coincidentally been hanging out with Chris Young after the Book of Love movie. Okay. We're shooting our own little videos and having fun, and we come up with this thing, cooking with Bob and Dave or whatever. And it was two stoners doing a cooking show, leaving shit on and burning whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like we I had, we would yeah. bought like a skull vest and we'd gone down to like a Burbank makeup place and gotten these cheap wigs. And I had this blonde wig and we'd put like a baseball cap over it backwards. And so we'd been doing these care, these like Spicoli-esque no, kind yeah, of yeah. characters. And I get the thing for don't tell mom. And I'm like, I, I, uh, on the audition it was for the other part but I went over to my friend's house and I'm like can you help me out with an outfit so he gets me all ready I go over I originally audition I do it I go in the room I audition for the other part and then I say can I show you guys something can I be back in just a few minutes
1: they're like um, okay the,
3: the casting director was in on it I said I want to <laughs> okay, do this right, I want to yeah, show yeah. the producers that I, you know, I want to do this really badly because I think you know, and it's kind of out of my mind I had the short hair there was not. I wasn't. I was known as a geek or a, a dweeb or you know you were like a yeah. Pathetic, yeah. preppy. You, know, you could almost say cool yeah, like yeah. the stoner kid. So I went out in the car and I changed <laughs> and I did the wig and I'm like, and my, you know, when I was younger, my mom and maybe it had come from my grandfather was a lot of balls and like hopping studio fences or stealing scripts off of. Uh, That's oh, fucking awesome. Uh, uh, Adventures of babysitting. We're doing Adventures of babysitting. And Anthony Rapp has a script on his coffee table, and it's adult education. It's hiding out. I learned about that movie from a script on Anthony. It's vicious. It's a vicious script. Did vicious, your mom vicious. steal Anthony so Rapp's anyway, script? Yeah, so I had done this kind of stuff. No, no, no. I, so I totally stole that. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Anthony Rapp. So, uh, <laughs> rent. So, yeah, so I, uh, I do the, the Don't Tell Mom. I had uh, gone in as Kenny and I do the whole scene. And, um, the casting director said, go ahead and take your wig off. And the producers, uh, work. They're know, like, we they know. Like, oh, you. that's great. And boom. And there, and it was very risky. And it was, I, it was, I call it kind of like being in drag. Um, <laughs> I, well, I was in makeup and hair longer than Christina Applegate. I would get there oh, wow. early, and we do the wig, and it's a whole this lace wig get up and they had they invested money in this with uh wigs by Ziggy. He was this old school wig maker who'd made hair pieces for my grandfather in the fifties Wow, he's got a picture of him over there. he's like, Oh, I made his piece for Joker's Wild or something that's like, so fucking this crazy, is so all, crazy. And now you're like, now I need a stoner wig. I love you grandpa, yeah <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> so your they made memory
1: alive <laughs> they made
3: two of these wigs and we had like a hero wig, and then when it got too melted down and crusty, they would Could use the other wig, but or stunt doubles could use the other wig, whatever. So
1: you went from playing like nerdy preppy to stoner. Was there any method involved in that? No, my drift, not Not at all, dude. (laughs) So I'm on
3: set, working hard. I have a great work ethic, you know. I just no, this is not something I'm not gonna. You can't possibly do that. Are we rolling? Okay. Uh, So, but I, if I had to say that I didn't see or smell weed smoke coming out of the production trailer. I, I would be wrong. So the set was pretty... I right mean, back. it was it was a movie called yeah. Don't Tell Mom. No, I know. Shooters. And the guy had directed, uh, Steve Herrick had directed the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, that's There may right. be a little stoner germination there. Uh,
1: we, it, according to Alex Winter, it's all a conspiracy. We asked him a couple of weeks ago, but we'll... No, <laughs> no that yeah. was my theory, because I was just going to say, I mean, how many years after, what year did uh, Don't Tell Mom come out?
3: Uh, like 90.
1: 90. That was right in that kind of time period of the Bill and Ted's, the Wayne's World, where there was a lot of stoner characters that wouldn't smoke pot. They would have all the characteristics
3: right. of a stoner, but they didn't. Your character Kenny was an actual stoner, right? Sure, sure. I think it's a, you know what I think. It might be a matter of showing the actual intaking of the weed, was which affects a rating. Which affects rating. It was, it was, Ra- it was rating. Reagan years yeah. and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah, you actually show people dooming the drugs. It affects That's your an R MPAA right rating. Right there, I think. Uh, yeah, sort so of. I mean, depends. we are smoking the bong, and we get the dogs. That's what I mean. No, so don't tell, out smoke. don't tell moms. Don't tell mom. We're smoking you're, you're weed. Smoking weed yeah. that's yeah. what. As a kid, yeah, I was like, so yeah, weird. no, yeah. Bio-Dome. So no. Yeah. Bio-Dome. They're smoking weed yeah. Yeah. the way. That, don't they smoke weed on the way at bio? No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're totally smoking Totally.
1: They're totally. They oh, don't say it, and then there's the whole purple sticky punch thing later, and the growing. I mean, I think that
0: might have changed. We could do an episode on Very clearly listening to the can hardly Weight pant. Commentary and there's a bunch of that movie that got taken out because there was people smoking and uh, drinking man. that they had to take out in order to not get an R rating. That's so I think the you know how the MPAA is like one minute oh, they're yeah. like smoke oh, yeah, away Johnny assholes. and the next minute they're like you can do whatever you want you know you yeah, can so, do so, this. So you find yourself as a
1: stoner in this like with arguably like the the it girl of of. of of yeah, the man, moment, great. Sure, right? I mean
3: sure. so you went from you went from Elizabeth Shue to Christina Applegate, not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. With little Lucy Deacons, some uh who else? That was in Cheetah. And you, said, you said you had
1: the Phoebe Cates, you had you, I mean you, you got with the, the, the kiss screen everyone. tests and such, yeah. So did you try the whole method thing again? You're like, I know we're brother and sister in this one, <laughs> <laughs> but go with me for a second. I think no no no.
3: <laughs> Is that all that's on your mind with Christina Applegate?
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, no, actually, the breast cancer thing comes. I'm gonna be completely oh, okay. honest. Yeah. So it's kind of there's it's half good, half bad. But um, no, no, no. she played
3: my sister, man. Don't I know, be dude. Sick. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> um,
1: dude. how is that? How is that movie experience for you, dude? I mean, because it 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 is a kind of not a ridiculous concept, but but one of the the sillier ones out out of the out of the. I mean, actually, Adventures in Babysitting is kind of silly.
3: No. Yeah, I mean, they're they're both kind of situational. Adventures in Babysitting is more of a trek. They do the after hours formula, which is you keep going to different locations and different locations until you come back to the route. You never go to revisit a location until you go back to home. Wow, I never heard it called the after hours formula. Well, Ferris Bueller's does the same thing. It's episodic. You have an adventure, you have an adventure, you have an adventure. In the Cheech and chong
1: pop up with your stereo on totally plate, like an after hours. um
3: uh <laughs> I want my paper uh my uh plaster of paris paper bagel and cheat cream cheese paper weight oh, yeah, yeah no Sorry. absolutely couldn't yeah. spit that out so um don't tell mom is more situational and it's more um. And it's uh, a crazy situation. That's what I mean. Like, that's
1: out of those like, movies. Well, it's the fantasy movies.
3: of, like, I'm going to be left alone. The, the parents Who, aren't going to be paying attention. I can do whatever leave? I want. I'm going to make my own decisions. Of course, that's going to be a Wasn't it like, tale. I'm going to
1: leave for a month? It was like two months. or, like, or, or It was a long, long time, She's going to go
3: get hers with some sheep herder in Australia. <laughs> Mom's going to finally get some. But she's got five kids. She's got no dad around whatsoever.
1: And then it's implied that the older sisters are going to be watching all you guys, and she's planning on, like, throwing parties, and, right? Right? I mean, no, no, no.
3: She leaves him with Mrs. Durack, the babysitter. Oh, is, does the
1: Christine Alligator first think that there's not going to be oh, a babysitter? Oh, she's like,
3: what? There's a babysitter? Yeah. That
1: was that whole shock when the babysitter shows up. They did up the Twilight Zone, Zone thing. Yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, she's like, this is, I'm smoking like 100s and I'm going to go to community college. <laughs> uh, or not go to community college. Uh, it's so funny when you're doing a movie, everything that's in the script and then the final shooting script and then what you shoot... And then what they cut differs. It so goes much. through so many movies. It's like, so funny. Like
1: what what had changed on, on uh Don't Tell Mom. On Don't Tell instance. Mom, there was
3: a lot more about her college choice, and and you know that's a common theme in Adventures and Babysitting. They were you know uh, my mom's upset I'm not going to go to college, or I am, and I'm like you're going to go to college. So that 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 was in Don't Tell Mom. They had the mom more about her not smoking or smoking, and she's like. I'm uh, you know getting older and that was weird. That was a big thing she's smoking and she's like 17. Yeah, that was, I mean
1: that movie was was pretty risqué. I mean, there was the fact that there was a the dead babysitter and you guys like threw her body into a morgue and left a note that said like nice old lady inside or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. No, it was kind of awesome and, and of course it led to to one of the most quotable lines of the 90s which I would be I would I would get slaughtered if uh if we didn't talk about it. Um the part where they said hi hi how are you how are you that line no no no.
3: you know what i'm talking about yeah and i went through the script the other day and i couldn't find it really yeah it goes to the scene where she's going you better clean this up and your smelly friends and don't eat the food and yeah yeah, okay go um they had me loop they're like i want you to loop um i'll do the dishes they're like, loop that. I'm like, okay. I had said nothing. So you could see in that when oh, I'm yeah. on the couch. And then in the script, it's an eighth of a page. And it's Kenny is on the roof with his friends shooting the dishes. And that's it? And I don't remember who, how, what. How do we come up with that line? How do we come up with the line the after? The hand of God, We're, man. Yeah, very <laughs> strange. So, you know... Dishes are done, man. And yeah, then, there we go. Uh, folks. And then yeah, yeah, or whatever. He says, uh, <laughs> "I love this line too." We do the headbutt, and he goes, "Cleans them down to the shine,
1: <laughs> dude." And then, again, it was just, and it was, and it was. Kind of encapsulating your whole career was just ki- kids and teenagers having fun. And it seems like you, other than your on-screen roles, were
3: doing that at the same time, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, had the good fortune to work as an adult, all from Adventures of Babysitting on. So I always worked as an adult in the features. I had taken, I didn't get emancipated, but I'd taken this high school equivalency. Um, and in California, you could oh, so you this were test. technically, after technically it. a legal adult uh, on the set only. Uh, I could at 16, I could work as many hours as an adult, and I didn't have to do school on the set. Sure. And I could travel without an adult. So I went to Toronto and here and there, and, and Africa with no. Uh, yeah. I, I took some without chaperones to Africa, zone and stuff, right? In I, mean, Africa, I had to take my mom and my grandma. Yeah, so like,
1: we're gonna meet a stuff cheetah. Stuff. I yeah. swear, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. They're really fast. I swear. Um, <laughs> no, but that but that's awesome, dude. I mean, it sounds it sounds like it was definitely uh more exciting than my uh childhood and, and most others, man, and. and and it's kind of cool that we can revisit your ent- your, your entire childhood almost on, on the screen, as it were, right? Like
3: chronologically. Uh, I keep finding stuff on YouTube. I just found The Treasure of Alpheus T. Winterborn with Dodie Goodman. And it was an after-school special or one of those movies of the week. And it was this whole like hour-long Sherlock Holmes-y thing with the treasure. And I'm like, YouTube, and all, of a sudden, all summer in a day pops up. I don't know if anyone remembers this. It was an adaptation of a Ray Bradbury short... Where the kids are on this planet and there's no sun, and the sun's gonna come out for one hour. And the one girl from Earth is like, I remember the sun and, and I'm the bad guy. That's like, no, you don't remember it. You don't remember I it. remember reading that story. Did you read I that story? So I played William the Bad Guy. Yeah. It was one of the first bad guy roles I'd played. And he and the locks sticks her in some in people's the room, memories. Right? are like, I remember this. Um, I lock her in the room. Yeah. the comes out. not to spoil it. I love spoilers, by the way. I, don't, I mean, we could spoil
1: yeah, her an after crap. school movie so from she the '70s. That the was one that one wound up hour. on
3: YouTube, and so every once in a while, I'll see some weird obscure well, thing I, I did. I saw you in tra-
1: a trailer for for uh, you did a ski movie called Downhill S- Willie, S- yes. or Ski, ski- Hard, Ski Nuts,
3: or Ski Hard. They had three titles. Yeah. Oh my god! Nice. Gosh. Every yeah. movie needs three titles. I feel like Absolutely. It's a Rocky
1: and Bullwinkle episode. It depends,
3: you know. The Ski Hard goes to the action, like the Die Hard. Ski Nuts is the screwball comedy. for the comedy friends. and the one and Downhill Willy was the uh, egotistical title they used to get me to do it. They're like, you're the title character. You're really And as soon as I start working on it, they're like, we're going to call it Ski Nuts. Wow. <laughs> you're like, I'm Willy,
1: goddammit. I'm Willy. Can we change my character's name to Ski Nuts yeah. Malone or something? <laughs> I'm Ski Nuts McGee.
3: That's awesome. So then I love Downhill Willy, is so silly. You need a lot of beer and a lot of weed and. Yeah, you, he sounds like, you like my perfect In the movie. frame yeah, of yeah. mind, it's just a, you know, a, and it's not a total waste of time. It's a good sports like f- formula movie with the sport thing, like Hot Dog the movie or Better Off Dead or one of those. No, totally. You know, I'm gonna beat you on the ski slope kind of thing. No, yeah. But yeah, a yeah. great yeah. performance by Lachlan Monroe as the antagonist. So and everyone remembers as your foil and in, in, in
1: as Willie's Willie's uh, uh Willie's arch enemy.
3: Willie, <laughs> yeah, Willie's yeah, arch enemy. That's awesome. Man.
1: So other other um and. Why don't you take us to to what you've been doing in the last few years, sir? Well uh,
3: <laughs> you know, I continue working and having fun in uh uh any strange roles I could get on TV or film. Um I love the internets and I, I got the uh uh an idea from this Julian Julia uh Absolutely book the and Julia Child thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. To take something you do that you really love and it might not even be something that it could be a hobby, it could be something that you're just passionate about and uh to do it every day. And so I started the monologue a day project and I started to learn a monologue a day or do a reading or uh, a voiceover or, or something, uh, make it up, tell a story uh, from a childhood or something. Uh, I haven't sung, no, I sang a song too. Oh, how embarrassing. I did sing. <laughs> what song was it? Uh, the 50 Nifty United States.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that song.
3: I did that as a kid. <laughs>
0: Fifty nifty yeah, United the States yeah. and the first thirteen <laughs> original colonies. Yeah, I'm not singing it right I'll now. Shout shout him. Him. He's baiting you, man. I'll no, do no, it, man. I'm not call for that.
1: So, but we can. So, you've been doing a mono, You call it a monologue a day, and you've been putting them on YouTube. And I've seen like a shitload of them, and they are awesome, sir. I mean, yeah. thanks. You're putting yourself into into movies, kind of. It,
3: it, I, you know, it's although a lot of it will be some stuff I love, like Jaws, or uh, you know, they will be from uh, theater pieces. I really love like talk radio today. I Put up Eric Bogosian's piece, um, stuff that uh, maybe I hadn't even heard of, or be, I hadn't seen M. Um, and so I did the yeah. a monologue from the end of M, where he's like, "You know, who are you calling me a murderer? You're a yeah. bunch of criminals." And uh, uh, and so it, well, YouTube's great too, because you can boom and reference and go right boom and look it up and, and you, watch the scene. Yeah, totally. And instant
1: feedback too, I'm sure,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, people are crazy. like, you suck. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instant feedback of people are like, game. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing like Jaws and then a few weeks later I do another Jaws and then a week later I get a guy that goes, hey, it would be great if you like did something from Jaws. <laughs> 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 so you're really watching them all.
1: But so, going, going back to like <laughs> the fact that you auditioned for Goonies and this and this and this, this is kind of your way of getting to play these parts. So as an actor, I can imagine that being an amazing, you know what
3: I mean? No, like, you do you put yourself in a position and you got you got to make a choice. You go, are you really stuck on Michael Caine's performance of Alfred as the butler in the Dark Knight? Um, there's probably some line readings you can never get around. Jack Nicholson. There's no way there's certain lines you can say that you can't do in his rhythms because it's just too locked it's, in your brain. He
1: becomes He's bigger um, than the
3: character in those. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And other times you go, I can't even approach that. It's just mimicking it. Well, so I, you take a totally different take.
1: Your Michael Caine, for instance, the, you, you did a Dark Knight, um, Alfred, the Alfred yeah.
3: monologue, and it's not Michael Caine at all. I yeah, mean, I'm not this older butler. It would have to be more like a brother or a friend, like um, Arsenio Hall in Coming to America. How would he tell Eddie Murphy, uh, yo, the Joker is someone you don't understand?
1: I would I would pay money to Great see that Eddie movie. Eddie Murphy right is
3: the Dark Knight. No, totally, yeah. man. Um, that's
1: <laughs> awesome, dude. So, so where do you where do you get your inspirations for for what you said? It's just movies you want to do or it plays, do, movies. Uh, do people ever like request stuff from you? I or? Did,
3: I, I absolutely. I got a trickles of requests here, and then I put up straight up. I was like, Hey, is there. Anything you want to see? And I got a plethora of material. Hefe, would you say I have a plethora of guns? <laughs> I've got a bunch of choices. Uh, some very challenging. big stuff that's like really dramatic. I'm like, that's. I'll do that at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> other stuff. I'm like, oh, Caddyshack, done. I'm I'm on it. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you did it. You just you did the SPAC yeah, line a monologue. A little bit, a little bit of it. Yeah.
1: Do you, Do you have any um that you do you feel called, do you have any monologues memorized that you want to treat us to? I just to, man? put up radio
3: talk radio today. I could do a reading of of something. Yeah, do you guys want to hear that? You guys want to hear Keith do a reading of something? All right, cool. Okay, I'll try to be as quick as I can. No worries. Uh, This is you know I was definitely affected by comics growing up. wasn't a huge comic geek, but um, really the big heavy hitters. I would you know come by the kids and be like, you got to get Mouse or you got to get Watchmen or you got to read this. All the seminal Um, stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
0: What's your absolute favorite superhero? Oh, was Spider-Man! Spider-Man. Well, we we're Absolutely. gonna ask
1: that, yeah, because we're 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 um we're about to make an announcement soon that's kind of comic book related. But in in um preparation of that, we're gonna start asking everyone uh favorite. You said your favorite superhero would be Spider-Man. It was if Spider-Man. You could, if you could play any superhero in, in a film, who would it be?
3: Same. Oh, uh, it'd be great to. Oh, you know, Vigilante. Nice, dude. Vigilante. There Fifty issues made one of the most violent. It had violent covers. They had, some of them they had to put the brown wrapper on the cover. Uh. So Vigilante, awesome, I thought, dude. was a that's great a, uh, piece. Great comic yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so I was inspired by that and Sin City and Frank Miller and um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Alan Moore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a piece from V for Vendetta. Okay. Uh, oh, written very By cool. Andy Wachowski and Larry Wachowski. Right. Or now Lana Wachowski and Larry Wachowski. Characters created by Alan Moore and David Lloyd. <clears throat> Voila, in view, a humble vaudevillian veteran. Cast vicariously as both victim and villain in this vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vilified and is vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin, vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive, not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. Verily, this vicious suave verbiage of most verbose. So let me simply add that it is my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. Yeah. Wow.
1: That was awesome, dude. Awesome. I got chills, I got chills. I'm like, he's a terrorist. Let's fucking lock him up and get Stephen Fry in here or something.
3: I love doing uh, anything that he did. Uh, so I did The Matrix, and I love doing Agent Smith. is great too. So <laughs> that is, yeah, that that was a really. Fun that's one. cool,
1: man. That was really fun. So that Thanks. I can't I can't imagine. Um, that must be really great. And you're gonna keep doing that for indefinitely. I'm gonna or? make
3: 365 of them, one for every day of the year, and. Uh, Boom. Dude. Any any plans of like
1: uh, showcasing them? They'll always be on YouTube. Or ever ever thought of like maybe putting them on a DVD or something after? Uh, or? You know,
3: there was the rights issues uh, in terms of the experiment or the project on YouTube as a total nonprofit as long as it's free, endeavor. Non-profit, it's free. absolutely. But there are tons. Of the Shakespeare. Uh, there is one publishing company I'm working with that actually is like, no, we can we can actually you can use some of my artists. So I found a, a independent in online company original works publishing and he's given me great access to a lot of contemporary stuff oh, wow, plays. Man. that's really cool too and so who knows what i could work out i think the movies are completely off i could never make money selling something that had the text from something unless i had very explicit yeah. rights. as far as but anything yeah. public domain anything original that i wrote so maybe a dvd with like you know i'll, I'll press 10 of them and be like, this has got like twenty monologues on it. You want it for like five bucks? I don't know. You know sell something. <laughs> I mean, you're
0: like selling that. yourself short, but no, dude, that that sounds awesome. So, where can our audience find these online? Is there a specific URL? What's your YouTube channel? Do you know the name? I think it's just Keith Coogan, right? Or yeah, I
3: think it's Hollywood Kids, to be honest. Hollywood okay. like, like, but, Oh, your uh, blog. because you blog, right? They get the blog. I get the blog at, at Hollywood. At Hollywood Kids <laughs> is that the name of the blog. HollywoodKids.blogspot.com. All right, t- uh, Tildy. Uh, ampersand, and then you wanna. Do machine code yeah. binary yeah. zero one zero, zero dot, org. dot uk dot. Speaking of that, it's 10, ten 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 on Sunday. Do you remember Sunday. the tilde addresses? like mindspring tilde. I'm like, what's a tilde? Like, oh they, yeah, and tilde it put over fire fire pages.
1: It's put over an end to make something. You're a hacker. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in yeah Spanish.
3: Yeah. I remember. Uh, the the project is monologaday.blogspot.com dot or just go into Google and start typing monologue and, and Keith yeah. thing, monologue You'll see vagina monologues and then Keith Kugan monologue. All right, and you get to choose between the two. I, I gotta choose one. a vagina monologue. Sometimes I'm a move for, I for Vagina, really sometimes I'm a
1: move Keith for Keith Coogan. Coogan. Vagina Model. Yes. There you um, go. <laughs> one more th- question I think we got for you, sir. In the, in the world where we live, in the world of remakes, uh, what are your thoughts on a remake or a reboot of any of these uh, kind of classic films you've been in now?
3: Sure. I have a theory that it's just because they don't have original ideas and so they're going back to stuff and they're like, well, we know we could probably make some money with this or that. Um, and I know no one wants to make a stinker. Why is it taken four and a half years to get a script for *Adventures in Babysitting*? What? Come on. I so they mean, are inten- they are intending
1: on making a, re- a remake. Yeah, or they're gonna reboot? remake
3: *Adventures in Babysitting*. They said they're gonna remake *Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead*, and they're probably gonna be like reimaginings. Um, they'll bring in um whatever the young yeah they'll bring in the young kids and they and they just can't like we, we have diff- we have cell phones so how are you going to explain yeah, toy toy soldiers and Lewis Kelly can't talk to his dad in prison i was like or 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 Billy Tepper he doesn't have to go outside of the school to give him the stuff he could just tweet it Dude, right. there's like nine guards in the library tweet
1: you're right. Like every 80s movie, every falls single 80s, 80s movie could totally
3: fall phone. apart because of cell phones. Absolutely. Yeah, because
0: even like Goonies, you know, right away, like Andy or somebody would be right away, like we're in a fucking well. Like help us, <laughs> help <laughs> us! Fratelli's are here. Us, yeah. Here's a photo of the like printing press. <laughs> like, you know, right? it just wouldn't happen. And then, but I, you, I remember we were talking earlier, like Adventure and Babysitting. They still might have to go find Brenda because you could say she left her purse. But then, wouldn't she just go up to somebody and be like, "Can I use your cell phone?"
3: Yeah, I mean, we know eventually babysitting. She does. Chris does leave her purse at home, so she could have left her cell phone at home. That's fine. And everyone's scary in the city. That's what they're trying to tell us in the 80s. I mean, it's still true, I guess. But You know, it's funny. <laughs> we had another screening. The New Beverly Synod did the yeah, screen, Double yeah. feature, Toy Soldiers, Eventually Babysitting. And Eventually Babysitting, it wasn't about, at the time, Siskel and Ebert were like, oh, the, it's racist, and this, this rainbow gang, and then there's the, the blues bar scene, and they're, they're just drawing these lines, and they're separating us. And I'm like, I didn't see it that way. When I saw it this next time, these kids from the suburbs, it ain't rich, poor, it ain't black, white. It is just... Regular people versus insane, crazy people. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in Adventures of the Babysitting is, is out, out of their, of their f- mind. Out of their the city drives you nuts. That's the message of the movie. Yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah. And then don't trust fucking babysitters.
3: And I see yeah, that you have
0: these DVDs here.
3: I have a you few do, DVDs man. with some inscriptions. So don't fuck with the babysitter, signed by <laughs> Keith Cooper. Very
1: cool. So we're going to. Uh, does anyone have any questions for Keith? Maybe that's a good way to, to pick out the DVDs. Anyone, don't be shy. If not, I'll fucking make them in later with fake voices on like my editing thing. We got one. All right, go. Uh, yeah. You want to come up? Uh, Derek hit the wireless real quick. <coughs> the lovely Melissa will will hand over the microphone real fast. All right, cool. Oh, so Introduce yourself. Ask Mister Coogan a question.
0: Hey, um, I'm Jasmine. Sorry, I'm kind of losing my voice. Um. So, do you think you're going to be doing any writing or anything sometime soon?
3: I love writing. I, it's very hard. It's very, yeah, I, I wrote a couple scripts, and that's, you put, that's a nice try. I'm just, we're looking for that idea right now. I have um, one horror movie idea I think that's pretty good and worth pursuing. Uh, I'll get hot on something for a while. I'll run it by people, and if there's just... Too many questions about it. I'll put it away and I'll move on. Until everyone goes, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, you totally. know, it's really hard to develop. It's really hard to get, you know, money for it. So I want to do it for something that I'm really behind, that I'm really passionate about, that I want to sink a couple of years into but, it. But so you're pretty made. much
1: consistently working on on something every day. It seems like, right? Whether it be writing or the monologues or your auditioning or working. That's what I mean. Or, or, and, and it's, you're, oh, you seem like a very very productive dude. Fake <laughs> it till you make it. I hear you, man. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that's the name of Jaleel <laughs> White's of new it. web series. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. Uh, Being series, too. I, the, honestly, I tell people this because people do come up and they go, you know, how do you do it, or what do you do, or what does it take, or where do I go, or who do I talk to? And um, you know, I tell them to, to do it: community theater, or shoot it, or do, do a scene, or do something. Just and so and I and I have this saying: you'll know soon enough if you like it. So, if you can't handle the criticism, if you can't handle the nose, if you can't handle the patience it takes, um, you know, it really, uh, it's great to work. Um, it's, you know, it's definitely a struggle to get work. Get the work. Uh, you know, and yeah, to stay yeah. working and to do, you know, uh, keep at it a long time. You have to really like it to stay in it. Um, I've seen a lot of people come and, you know, get a little success in there. They get married. They get out of it. I mean, how many people have been in one movie? Every, every, Every actor, I mean every movie, you know what I mean? Name 90% the guy of that movies, was in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rick Moranis? No, the kid that got my <laughs> role. Fu- I don't
1: know anyone but Rick no. Moranis
3: in Honey, I Shrunk That's you know, what I'm saying, dude, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I ca- absolutely How can. about uh, yeah. Amazing Grace and Chuck? That kid in Amazing Grace and Chuck never worked again, never worked before, and he was such an amazing actor. I don't know if you ever saw it. Weird, no. Billy no. Peterson and the kid goes, why can't we just end nuclear war and just have everyone totally throw their weapons out, Period. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. He stops talking. Stops talking in school. All of a sudden, everybody in school, every single kid, stops talking. They're not talking at home. They're not talking at school. Parents are getting worried. Comes a nationwide epidemic. Every oh, single child stopped talking. Like, what is it? And Chuck is like, you guys need to protect the world and get rid of the bombs. It's a they protest. take him to Amazing Grace, who's this basketball player, who. It's like let me go meet the kid. He brings him to the White House. They work on a treaty, and it's a fantasy movie because they get rid of nuclear weapons. This, fun. this is a great Billy. There's Peterson a movie, movie with like a basketball player and nuclear. Amazing wars. Grace and was? Chuck. It's I'm, a great film. So I just spoiled it for you. Yeah, but.
1: I'm, it I'm gonna go watch it anyway. If, I, if they had a cheetah, I'd, I'd be fucking leaving this show right now to go watch it in the back.
3: <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. Amazing Grace and Amazing the Amazing Flesh Grace Wound. And Chuck.
1: So you're right. Anyone else have a uh, question for Keith? There we go.
3: This popped into my head. Oh, hello. Uh, hello. This popped into my head uh, as you were uh, all discussing adventures in babysitting. Are you still in touch with Anthony Rapp? You know, I talk to him on the Face Space, my book, Twitter stuff, and I see what he's doing. He's very busy, and he's got the rent and the music and and the writing and the book, and you know, he's a very dear friend. I still very feel very connected to Anthony, um, but he's an East Coaster, so the whole West Coast it's, it would be a mixed marriage. It wouldn't work. What
1: about what about the shoe? Oh, the shoe! The shoe! I
3: know. And I saw baby. Hamlet too when I was like, I know, she still yeah. looks great. She, I mean, that she's was, charming yeah. as hell.
1: She was in Piranha also. She, oh, I mean.
3: absolutely great!
1: Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. do an episode about Elizabeth. She doesn't even need to be here. I'll just talk about her for an hour and a half. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right, cool. and we got. I think we, we got, got a, one. One here. more question? Yeah, one DVD more. DVD anyone here. got one more one question? More. for Keith? We got it. Come on, folks. Who wants DVD. an adventure to babysitting? You're Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Muster, muster up some some courage. Or all ask oh, one silly more. boy. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We're, we're gonna
3: get two copies.
1: <laughs> well, mine is more of an idea.
3: Okay. Oh, this is great.
1: Oh. We're gonna. You have to bring us a DVD now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: my idea is that, like, since you do these monologues and stuff, you could do like a man on a street, and like when someone approaches you, you don't let them talk. And you just recite a monologue to them and keep interrupting them.
3: That'd be good. That'd be good. I've tried it. Want to take them outside? I want to do stuff with people. I'd love to have guest monologues. It would be great yeah, to totally. get you know That'd be cool. a friend or something into it. To do That's a two-person two scene or um, something? I, you, or you know, when I first got my camera, I got this high-def camera, the Sony thing that I love to play with. And um so I took it to Hollywood and Highland and was just molesting people with this camera. <laughs> um, There was like an Entertainment Tonight kind of sh- crew there and trying to get their stuff done. Meanwhile, I'm shooting them, shooting their thing. <laughs> and they're sending huge like six-foot-four uh, PA guys to like block my shot. And I'm like, dude, come on, give me a break. Um,
1: they're like, guys, I hate to tell you, but the 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 dishes are done, guys. Fucking <laughs> up the <laughs>
3: shoot. I would I went and I shot all the Spider Mans down at the, oh, like yeah. there was yeah, three yeah, Spider Mans. There's the like Superman, the freaky as shit Elmo. Well, there's yes. that doc, There's <laughs> that
0: documentary. That Elmo scares uh, me. There's that doc, confessions uh, of a superhero documentary. Incredible, incredible, incredible all, there's, movie. There,
1: yeah. There's the Hulk with the bad teeth. Yeah, that guy. You know, that's good stuff. Uh... <laughs> So that's fun though, man. So we, we can check you out. We got, you got your monologues going, you're blogging. Um, monologues.
3: Apologize for the facial hair. I no got worries. this, this film where I have to play a child molesting pedophile. Whoa. So, uh, and polygamist. So, uh, my, and my wife is gonna be the blonde daughter from Too Close for Comfort, Lydia Cornell. So uh there's a little age difference so they want me to look a little older so they said grow out the beard and grow pet- out your
1: pedophile beard if you would please beard.
3: man that's cool man so so what's the name of that film it's called we- cats dancing on jupiter and uh amanda righetti directed by jordan allen he directed um um he's directed about 8 or 9 movies now uh he uh we also have uh taylor negron
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. We're actually going to have Taylor on, on this show. We're having him on. Richard Grieco. In a few weeks, we're not going to have Grieco on, but we would like to. No, okay. No, no, yes. Oh, that was. This is a
2: really. Taylor's quick,
0: a friend, though. That's cool. Just a
3: quick back. When you were on Jump Street, was it Grieco or Depp? Oh, it was neither. Depp what? was shooting Cry Baby. So they were doing storylines without Depp, and so mine was one with I, with So I, it P was during Depp time
0: but, but, so but Depp wasn't on the show That's Right kind of he weird. went off to
3: shoot Crybaby. he was in uh, Brendo's
1: was like give me the exact schedule of where Johnny just, Depp was I, I was 8am a, a. 10am I mean I was map a, out
0: a chart. I was a big Jump Street fan man I like that show So big you <laughs> knocked out the Deluise,
1: 21 a apparently. Apparently.
3: we had Delaways that was it yeah. Very cool though. All right. So so we we can um look for that film coming out yeah, we're shooting it now. Uh, uh, Audrina Patridge is in it. No, I'll see
1: See, dude, again, I, I know, I know. It's you're the continuing the cast. trend of working with women I want to have sex it's with. It's like, <laughs> it's I'm just going to start going off your IMDb and trying to find these. Be- nah, that's funny, though, man. Wow. Um, so, so we're looking for that soon. You've got your monologues going, you're writing. We might, who knows, see you in, uh, a remake of one of your old films
3: possibly you think? Great. I, I am so bucking for one of the roles in uh, the Adventures of Babysitting remake. You could play Thor, dude. I wanna be the car thief for the the, yeah, the guy I mean, the hook guy or the some the maybe no guy. the hot dog vendor. The hot dog vendor. Oh, okay, that's I don't strange. have any cash. Then you don't have a wiener. I think that yeah, would be the perfect right on. one. <laughs> So,
1: so Hollywood,
3: if you're listening, and I know you
1: are, uh, <laughs> make it happen. But other than that, sir, it really, it really has been a pleasure. Thank you for. Coming. for Thank you so much for having me for out here. really appreciate it again, it, you guys. Folks. Rock. Thanks, Thanks for coming, out, Mr. Guys. Keith Coogan. Dishes are done,
3: man. There
1: we go. <laughs> oh man. All right, folks. Well, that's it for another week on the old uh, Bag and pro. I'm going to do my 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 Prairie Home Companion speech now. Whoa. The cows are all back in the stable and we've oh got to thank the Little River Band. Uh, we've got Johnny Mustache and his, his juggling act. And uh, No, no, no. Uh, thank you guys for, for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, you could find us. Let's do a little pimp corner, Brendo. Uh, I am on Twitter at uh, Camel Toad or at Smodcastle.
0: And Brendoman, I'm at Brendoman or Brendoman.com. You can uh, check us out at
1: BaggedBorded.com or uh, my stuff at CamelToadProductions.com. As always, please check out the other Smodcast network, network, some other fucking word, Smodcast podcast at Fred Entertainment Podcast. Be sure to check out Smodcastle.com for all the upcoming shows. Sounds like uh, the police are on their way here, so I gotta fucking run, folks. I got warrants. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. Been bagged and boarded. It's been a real what?
2: (laughs) Bagged and boarded. Live.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from a site called fred dot com